Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. I, I did like 18 loads of laundry today. No exaggeration. Pretty sure it was 18. I'm tired. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. No, I, I, I don't want to cuddle. I know what cuddling means. Cuddling means that at some point your pants come off and I have to do things. I want to cuddle. I want to go to sleep. Are you serious? It's a school night. Those are my pants, not your pants. Can I help you? Did you lose something? Seriously? I'm on my period. You pouting? Are you seriously pouting right now? Stop saying that. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Stop. What the hell? What the hell? Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe it too, she'd be tied up in these streets. <laughs> Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling.
What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. I'm having a bad beer day. Anyway, shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Thank you for being here once again. Today, we got a very important show. I got some stories to share. We got a video to share, and we got a breaking news story, not by Stereo Shaheen. We got a breaking uh, story about what's going on in, in, in the current world of dating and mating and procreating. So check this out. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, shout out to the happily divorced men of America. I want to just shout out to the happily divorced men of America, just so you guys know. A lot of times you think that if men talk about divorce, they're bitter and hurt. But a lot of times what men are trying to do, and I wish everybody would appreciate this, I'm trying to warn men of what's probably going to happen. The high probability of you becoming in, involved in a miserable marriage. And I'm often hitting this point. This is the point that I want to make. This is the point that I want to make. A lot of men believe that divorces means the marriage was unsuccessful. Now, though that is a myth. A divorce means that the relationship failed. And that you guys moved on to success. Congratulations to all of you guys. When you get a divorce, it's actually sometimes the most freeing thing that can happen. But there is a penalty to be paid. Now, along with that, just because a person stays married doesn't mean that their marriage is successful. Shout out to all of these a little men out here all right, that are out here uh, staying in marriages, miserable marriages, and they're not working out. So I'm going to tell you one good story. There's another story that I'm going to talk about, potentially, if we have time. One story about a man that is in a marriage and he's just hanging on. This is how you become victim of the blindside divorce, which is very common for men since women file for divorce 80% of the time. Now, when it comes to college-educated men, I mean women, college-educated women, they file for divorce 90% of the time, good Lord, 90% of the time, nine zero. All right, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to break that down. I'm going to share a story of a happily marriage, a happily married man who maintains status quo, and I'm going to talk about why men get blindsided in divorce, all right? All the time they get blindsided and why they never pull the trigger. If th this very podcast today literally might be the catalyst for one man to save his life, all right? One man's going to save his life by listening to this show. And I always tell you, if one person gets something from my story, if one person gets something from this podcast, he literally could be saving his life. And I see a lot of people are so surprised by this, that this they, that 90% of the time in marriages, if the woman has a college-educated degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20, with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. If she has a degree and a divorce is filed, 90% of the time, it is the woman who files it. Everybody understand that. Let's give that an L. All right, so again, while this might not be a popular subject matter because we're not gossiping, that statistic is well known, but not a lot of men will actually acknowledge it. Now, what they will say is, and I will give it just due, what they will say is, well, while that's true, college-educated 
people who get married, they their marriages last longer. All right. And so this is what they'll say. Well, their marriages last longer, coach. Just because they're they file for divorce more doesn't mean that it's even worse off because they they stay married longer. Now, here's the deal. I always tell you, just because something lasts longer doesn't mean it's successful. You can have cancer that lasts longer than the other person's cancer. But does that mean that that cancer was better for the person? Hey, I had cancer a little bit longer than the other people actually lived through my cancer a lot longer, but we're both dead. Mm. I had AIDS longer than everybody else. Hey, you died of AIDS in a year. I died of AIDS five years later. All right. What? What? Mm. A lot of times people, when they stay in marriages, it doesn't mean their success. It means they're delaying the inevitable. All right, they're delaying the inevitable or they're waiting for finances to work out or they're waiting for kids to reach a certain age before they destroy their reputation in their community. It doesn't mean that it's actually better because it lasts longer. So I don't want to hear, well, they actually last longer. They're not more successful than any other marriage. So it's not like the divorce rate is 25% when it comes to college educated people. The divorce rate is the same when it comes to uneducated and educated people. But just because it lasts longer doesn't mean it's more successful. All right. That mm. argument, I can just um, uh, I can just blow up because on its face value, it's, it's disingenuous. It's disingenuous. Something that you know a lot of people that literally last longer in their marriages are more miserable probably more often to delete themselves too. All right, let's get to these super chats in the building real quick. Uh, where's my screen? Where are we at today? Uh, Moose Hefner says, Rolo, shout out to Rolo. Shout out to Rolo everywhere. Uh, he says, Rolo says in his book, every divorced man that he knows says variations of, I did not, I didn't know she was capable of this. Oh boy, guys, and um, a lot of people do get blindsided in their marriages because men think uh, a couple things, and I'll bring these points up. Men think they're ahead in the game. You think you're ahead in the game. You think the score is good, and you think that, uh, uh, I'm going to read some articles, you think that you can do no wrong. You think if you just stick it out or ride time out that you'll be okay, but that's not true. At some particular point, you didn't know that she was capable of this and one important point I want to make about divorce is that it is a premeditated attack on something that you put together to build together for a long period of time. Now, it doesn't matter who filed for the divorce. These A divorce doesn't just happen, guys. So you have to take a lot of steps to get to a point where a divorce is filed. I mean, it's kind of like... um. You know, I, I can't I was going to make a comparison, but I forget the comparison I was going to make. But it's kind of like when you do one step to the next, I would just say, let's just say cheating on your spouse is pretty premeditated. It doesn't happen. You got to actually set things up. You actually got to meet the person. You have to develop the relationship. You got to get the go signal. You got to uh, make a time to arrange for the person to be at the same place you are, hotel room, back seat of the Jeep or whatever. Right. So it's to file a divorce. It is a very step worthy process you got to go through step through step through step through step you can't just run down to the courthouse and say i'm filing a divorce like you got to go through a meeting with a lawyer you got to collect information and data you got to get social security numbers all day you know you don't remember it what's this social security number all right let me pull it down on the paper okay you got to meet with other you got to ask people for recommendations for divorce divorce attorneys 
All right, you got to meet down there with them. You got to fill out the paperwork. You got to have somebody serve it on your husband, file it first, serve it on your husband or wife. It is an intentional process that took time and consideration to plan. So when it gets to that level, oftentimes you're blindsided. They've hidden 15 steps to get to that point. Yep. They hid 15 steps to, to, to hike around getting you to not recognize that they filed. So I'm looking at it as they prayed and prayed for your downfall. They plotted against you significantly to get to the point where you got process served. Okay. All right. So um, anyway, shout out to uh, Moose Hefner. Leaf is in the building. He says nothing. Shout out to you, Leaf. Uh, Warhammer says fake book is center of blue pill land. Yes, the center of the blue pill. I can't, yeah. Shout out to everybody. Am I on Facebook this morning? Yes, I am. Shout out to everybody on Facebook. Appreciate y'all for being here. Let's give y'all a Facebook. You know, I went on hard on Facebook yesterday. All right, so uh, shout out to them. Ricky Wester, I love my coach and also my coach gang, French Toast Props. Dude, thank you for being here again. Man, United forever. I pledge my allegiance to the coach gang, free agent lifestyle for life. All right, Simon Small, I would rather be a nasty boy than happily married in this era. Shout out to the coach. Yes, appreciate you. Uh, happily married, there's no such thing, guys. Uh, there are people who survive marriages. There are people who ride out time. Um, many, there's there's very few happily married people, okay? Um, I'm just letting you know. Um, and this is something that people don't talk about in public. And they are all too willing to talk about it when obviously the thing is falling apart. But let's just say when marriages fall apart, they don't fall apart overnight. It is a progressive process. It is steps that many times men don't recognize or you recognize it too late. And then she's already taken steps. Not that she's taken the wrong step. It's just that you didn't see it coming. All right. And I'm going to tell you why you didn't see it coming. And shout out to my men who promote marriage out here. Shout out to you guys. Uh, hold on for a second. Let me give you a sound effect. Shout out to the men who promote marriage with less than 15 years under the belt. All right. I mean, you are probably the person to least promote marriage and you don't even have 15 years under the belt. You don't even have adult children yet. All right. <laughs> you haven't even been through a divorce. I mean, I can see if you were married once divorced and then found your boo again. All right. But uh, the idea of happily married people is mythology is mythology. All right. Most people, um, especially men especially men. I can see if a woman comes out and says she's happily married because then we can really determine really quickly that the man is miserable. All right. If she's happy in the marriage, he's miserable, but that would be a happily married, uh, a happily married couple because she hasn't filed for divorce and she thinks the marriage is going smooth. Right. Uh, but when it comes to a man, he says he's happily married, married. He does not recognize the signs. He does not see the signs coming. All right. He don't realize he about to get slapped in the face at some particular point. Because if a man asks his wife, are you happy in your marriage? She's not going to tell him right off the bat. I'm not happy. <laughs> oh, honey, everything is fine. Why? Because when she sneaks attacks your ass, she don't want you to see it coming. <laughs> she don't want you to see that coming. But. Um, a lot of times a woman will say she's happy in her marriage and then blindside you. 
Where are we at here? Uh, shout out to the nasty boys in the building. Where are we at? Uh, Charlie Brown, number one thing to get and keep women and money. Wait, number one thing to get and keep women and money is options. I believe that's what you meant. You need options out in this world. And as our ladies say, men who have options are unstoppable. You're actually impervious to women's manipulative games. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing works against a man who has options. And oftentimes men who want to, their marriage to work, they have no options. Okay. They're actually stuck in their marriage, meaning he has to make it work. He has to hope that she's happy because if she's not happy, it's done. So, okay. It's done. So, and he knows what he's going to lose. This is a sad reality of it. Now I know some people are going to be heard about this. Okay. This is going to, this is a real reality. Not a lot. Not a lot of people will, um, they're, they're afraid to talk about this. Even people who got divorced are afraid to talk about it. Because, listen, I've been called all kind of names, right? Bitter, hurt. I, yeah, I'll soak all of that up. I'm actually, for me, people don't realize the, the divorce, the, the separation and divorce of, of that I experienced was the best thing ever for me. And it was at the best time of my life. However, the process of divorce was nasty. And that's what I didn't like. I didn't like the process. I didn't like the ability to drag me in and control me through due to this legal contract that I said, I will never, ever get into a legal contract with a woman ever again. I'm talking about a cohabitation agreement. I'm talking about an agreement to pay cell phone bills. I'm talking about an agree any legal agreement. I'll never get into it. Did I got to run down to the state and get permission for it? If, if I can get sued because she's not happy, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'll never do it. I'll never do it because the process is what, what, what makes it disgusting. It wasn't the relationship. It's not, I could care less. <laughs> I could care less about her. And as a person, we both walked away and it was completely fine until she hired a divorce attorney. Then it got ugly. Then it was like, what? <laughs> <All right. laughs> so that's what it is. And that's what people don't understand. Men oftentimes don't have the, they don't care that they get divorced. It was freeing. It was the best thing ever. However, when you go through the divorce process, that's where it gets like, that's where guys lose it. Why is she doing this? What is she asking for that? When you get process served, he says, it is like one long bad joke and that you have no control over. This is what I want to make sure that guys know. And it's oftentimes guys don't have feelings that they get hurt. They get their bank account hurt. All right. They get their bank account hurt. So if anything was hurt, your bank account gets hurt. Funds start going which way willy nilly. And I'm going to tell you something. I was making good money and the money was hemorrhaging out of my bank account. I was starting to approach the six figure mark. Although when the process of the divorce started, I was making very little because my business had just started, but I started making good money and the money was hemorrhaging out. And this is what guys don't understand. This is why men get upset. This is why they get furious. Uh, during the divorce, it's not because I can't believe she broke my heart. It's because then she is seeking various angles and agencies of men and simp enforcers on you, and you cannot do anything about it. You feel hopeless and helpless. And I'm wishing, I, I really wish that people 
would understand that that's why men get upset about divorce. It's not the woman. Has nothing to do with her. It's what she does and then what she then does by unleashing the wrath of the law on you. I wish men would understand that, but men who never been through this, they never understand that part. So when a man comes out and they talk about their divorce, they often, you know, simps will often say, oh, no, it's you're mad that she broke up with you. It has nothing to do with it. Even if the woman cheated on you, that even is something you can deal with because oftentimes you were responsible for that. But it is the person when when you have process servers, right? When your bank account is getting hit, when they're asking for your financial documents, and this is a person that you slept next to in the bed. This is the person that you slept next to in the bed, all right, for years that you slept securely next to, and they're attacking you through the agencies of the state. When they're, child, when they're separating the children from you and they're keeping custody away during the divorce to try to establish some sort of schedule, it is really, really a thing that you can't get under control. And un unfortunately, men try to control various aspects of their life to a, to a, a, a what should I say? Men try to control various aspects of their lives because we're dependent on being leaders. But once you're out of that control, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Okay, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And I want, want men to understand when you get to that point, you'll never forgive the other person. And then this is when you harbor bitter feelings towards that person, not because they broke up. It's because they're doing things that you would think your enemy wouldn't even do against you. You're like, yeah, my enemy wouldn't do this. And I slept next to you for X amount of years. I produced child children with you. I was under your protection and care and nurturing. And now you're putting people against me. You're pitting people against me that are trying to damage me, right? So that's where the hurt comes from. That's where the hurt comes from. And a lot of men don't get it until you get in that situation, all right? It's not the feelings of the person. It's the hurt that you're like, wow. You're really doing this to me. And you would hope that you could stop it. You would wish that there would be one thing that you can say to stop it. You're going, okay, what can I do? What can I tell this judge? What can I tell this court clerk? What can I tell this process server? What can I tell this divorce attorney? What can I tell this domestic violence counselor? What can I tell this child support agency person? What can I tell this private investigator? What can I tell... You're, you're trying to tell one person one thing that can make it stop. What can I tell my ex-wife? What can I tell my ex-wife's boyfriend? What can I tell my ex-wife's parents? What can I tell my ex-wife's family members? You're, 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 you're pit, everybody pits against you. There's nobody you can reach out to. And fortunately, now we have a space where men can reach out for this message. Unfortunately, simps still think that this is about breaking up. Simps still think that this is about somebody hurt you. This is this is something that you can't get a control of. And then your bank account starts to get pained. All right. Your children start to get ripped away from you through a process that you never saw coming. OK, you never saw coming and you start leaking in these streets and there's nobody you're going to reach out to. You can't reach out to anyone. Your pastor starts preaching against you. Your marriage counselor starts pot plotting against you. Your marriage counselor starts providing evidence for your ex-wife to present in the court. And you're going, what? So this is what I try, I'm trying to get people to recognize. All right. I'm trying to get people to recognize. Got it.
All right. Everybody understand. But there's always a guy that doesn't want to understand. But leave it leave it to you to try to make it about feelings. It has nothing to do with it. And not only that, this is a person that you committed to and probably already financially sponsored up until a particular point. And all of that goes away. All of that, all of that, whatever you did for her during the marriage does not matter. Okay. She's like, I don't care. I'm entitled to this on my departure and I want it. And I want every single penny. Many men delete themselves over this thing. If we really want to talk about it, many men delete themselves at this particular point. Let's just say the names, Robin Williams. He went through this going on the third time and he said, I'll check out. He just checked out. Now, I don't encourage you to delete yourself over this. There's a way out of this. Okay, but what I'm saying for this for this is that if you ever take this step or if you are a married man right now, just realize that if this time comes and it's going to come for most of you that are listening to me right now that are in marriages or will get married, it's going to come because statistics tell you it's going to come when it comes. You're going to be left alone. You're going to be by yourself. You're not going to be able to get a hold of me. I'm going to charge your ass like crazy. I don't have time to deal with your marital story because we just don't have time. Okay. I wish I could deal with everybody and pet you on the head. But I'm warning you, you're left alone. There's nobody you're going to be able to reach out to. Nobody. Your parents are going to turn your back. Your parents are going to be quiet on this one. Your parents are going to stay silent on this one because you know what? There's nothing they can do. That's when it's going to get real. There's nothing that they can do to stop it. You're going to go to her parents and say, hey, I thought we were cool. What's going on here? (laughs) You're on your own. And then you're going to wish you listened to somebody like me. You're going to start reaching out. Men reach out to me like crazy on this topic. And the reason why is they got no one else to turn to and no one else that will give it to them on the real like I'm giving it to you. You understand what I'm saying? So let's see here. Let's get into the show. All right. Let's get into the show on. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on for a second. What is this over here? All right. Let me give you a couple of examples. Why can't I see my other screen over here? There it is. All right. Let me give you a couple of examples of uh, what I'm talking about here. How men typically get blindsided in divorces. Oh, there it is. Okay. Here's a Here's an example right here. All right, so we're going to use celebrities as an example because sometimes celebrities are the best example. It kind of wakes you up a little bit, although they're not the best example of marriages. But uh, two live crew rapper, Uncle Luke, here's the word, blindsided by wife's divorce filings. Okay, we're going to talk about how you get blindsided. This is the topic of the show. Here's it. Here it is right here in English. I'm going to show you this. If you look uh, this up right here, look at this. If you Google men blindsided by divorce, look at how many articles come up with that exact title. Why are men so often blindsided by divorce? Sudden divorce syndrome. Three three reasons men are blindsided. The biggest sign of divorce men never see coming. So if you're in a marriage right now and you're promoting marriage, I'm warning you. You're going to see you're you're not going to see your divorce coming because you're not experienced in what we're dealing with. You often are thinking I'm talking about the relationship itself between the man and the woman. But that doesn't mean anything, guys. It means nothing. So let's just say this. 
let's say you have a good relationship with your wife and you're doing everything you think you need to do for your wife. It means nothing. It means zero. Okay. Now it could help you out a little bit to extend the marriage, but if she feels like at any particular point, wait, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> she goes through the steps of divorce. It doesn't matter what the hell you did. It matters none. She just wants to go through the steps. And then you get blindsided as a result. And it's very, very common. Um, it says right here, 10, 10, I'm going to say, wait a second. Tim must read tips for men blindsided by divorce. There's another one. Why do so many men get blindsided by divorce? Divorce after 50. Did you get blindsided? What men need to know. Men are frequently blindsided by the decision to divorce. Don't be blindsided by divorce. Reno dads. Has anyone been totally blindsided by divorce? The biggest signs of divorce men never see coming. All right. I think that's a double up. My husband wants a divorce. I'm blindsided and crushed. That's what she says. Six reasons blindsiding your partner with the divorce is a bad idea. To the mom who was blindsided by divorce. All right. Blindsided by divorce. Blindsided by divorce. Four reasons divorce can be stressful for men. Sudden domestic. Men blindsided by divorce. How not to get blindsided by your wife asking for a divorce? Guys, let me just tell you something. When the divorce happens, it is very much a premeditated attack against you. I'm just letting you know what it is. And she took steps over a period of months, if not years, to get to this point. Now, here's one thing that you have to acknowledge. Many times she might have let you know by either nagging you she asked for couples counseling, which is a red flag. That's just going to be a divorce on its way. All right. Or you're just going to prolong a miserable marriage. She might have given you warning signs. She just might have been going to girls nights out. That's a warning sign. It's a red flag of an unstable marriage. She's looking for something and she's putting herself in position to get that. Will she cheat? We don't know, but she's starting the process of cheating. All right. So. She's trying to place herself in a situation where then she can say, well, it just happened. Well, when you've been out shaking your ass and tooting it up at the bar for men, that's probably a process where it's going to happen. But you just said it happened, right? Oh, she's just going out with the girls and letting off some steam, right? Yeah. No, she's putting herself in a position now to then at her last ditch effort before she hits the wall at 100,000 miles per hour. She can see if there's another suitable mate out here for her to monkey branch to. That is what she's doing when she goes to girls tonight out. Okay. Or she got some, she has a new male best friend at her job. So these are the things happening as she gets to the point where she then blindsides you and you didn't see it coming. So final four divorce will take a step, complicated steps, complicated steps that you need to go into. First, you need to do things you need to do is get all your uh your your financials in order your financials in order so she's gonna have to find out how much money you have for her to go into it and not know how much money there is at stake in a divorce is an ignorant move but some women do it and they hire forensic accountants to then try to trace this down so if um if she is asking you are you going to get a promotion soon do you think there's more money where is all the money? How is there any bank accounts that I need to know about? If she starts fishing for information on finances, this is a red flag. Okay. This is her contemplating a divorce.
This is her starting the process of it. She has to collect the financial information. She has to get references for divorce attorneys. Hey, she's asking everybody but you, do you know of a good divorce attorney? She might get to a marriage counselor and say, maybe we'll need to go to marriage counseling. And then the marriage counselor might feed her divorce uh, recommendations. She might start asking her friends, aunts, uncles, cousins, or anybody like that about this divorce process. And um, especially people that have already been through it. Some people that have been through it might tell her, you might not want to go this route. Okay. You might not want to do this. It's very ugly. But she might be at her wit's end because you're not doing what she believes you need to be doing. Okay. Once she starts going through that step, if she goes to meeting with attorney or attorneys, which oftentimes they meet with multiple attorneys years in advance, I showed you that statistic where um, most people who file for divorce meet with attorneys years before they actually file for the divorce. Years. They're already telling. Somebody says she's having conversations with Dave Ramsey's. We showed you uh, videos of women saying, hey, my marriage is off the rails and they're, all, they're doing call-in shows. They're looking for all the things before they actually execute the plan. If they get to the point where they meet with an attorney, she has to either plunk down a retainer or the attorney knows he can work on contingency if, in fact, the man has enough at stake for them to separate, meaning they have a house, real estate, they have enough expenses and mutual funds and, and stock options or something like that in which he can say, well, since this is his financial picture, I'll work on you on contingency because it will look suspicious if a $5,000 retainer had come out of your account. Sometimes women don't have the control of the finances to actually put out $5,000 for a retainer or whatnot. So these are all complicated steps. Before it gets to the point where you're notified, they have to hire a process server. Actually, before they hire a process server, they got to fill out all of the complicated paperwork in which they're going to plan and plot custody of children. Who's going to pay the legal expenses during the uh, during the divorce? Um, they got to plan out what's going to happen with the, the value of the home and who's going to get the property. Is she going to get the property and you're going to move your ass out or et cetera, et cetera. What's going to happen after we file this paperwork, which costs could cost 500 bucks to file it? Where's she going to come up with that money? Okay. Then she's got to file the paperwork, which the divorce attorney would probably do for her. Then she's going to get the confirmation of the filing. The divorce attorney is going to go, this is like setting up a hitman. This is like setting up a hitman. And then all of a sudden, during that entire time, she's having sex with you. She's sleeping in bed next to you. You're sleeping in separate bedrooms. You're eating cooked food that she made or leftovers that she made. She's doing a whole bunch of things. She's fornicating with her new man. She's doing a lot of things during this process. And we're saying she because women oftentimes file for divorce first. Okay. Okay. So she's doing all of these things throughout the entire steps where she could take two years, six months, three months before it gets to this point. Okay. Now, then the, she gets the confirmation of the filing. Then they get a process server, which attorneys have access to. And then they know there's going to be somebody that is going to be hunting you down like a private investigator to jump out of the bushes and file the paperwork. I mean, give you process the paperwork on you or serve it. And so all along, she knows that in the next couple of days, there's a, someone following you around. Praying and praying on your downfall, taking pictures of you, right? Taking pictures of you, knowing where you show up to work 
knowing when you're not at work, knowing when you're at home, knowing what you're doing. And then guess what? Once they serve the paperwork on you, she gets confirmation that the paperwork was served. And now you've been blindsided. What? And now they have a fallout plan. Oftentimes you'll go back to the marital home and she'll be missing. She won't be there. Because when she gets notification of the process paperwork being served on you, she's not going to be there for her to get clotheslined. She's going to be there away at her parents' house. She's going to be at her cousin's house, her brother, whoever else's house. She's going to be gone. And you're going to want an explanation of what's going to go home. And the home's going to be empty. Your kids are going to be gone. Your kids are going to be missing. And you're going to be like, what the hell is going on here? I want answers. Yeah, you show up to the door and it's a security guard standing outside. And you're like, hey, can I get into my house? Well, you also been served an order of protection where you need to be distanced from this individual for X amount of feet. You cannot enter into this property. Right? So if anybody knows what I'm talking about, this is what happens. If somebody says recording your phone calls to her, so soon as you get the response, never leave a voice message. Because that's only going to set your ass up. What are you doing, you stupid mother sucker? They're going to play that in the divorce court, right? So do not overreact when this happens to you. And guys, it's going to happen to you, unfortunately. I'm just telling you something that most of you guys don't see coming. It's going to happen to you. It happens all the time. And men get blindsided. Here's another situation right here. Men get blindsided all the time. And you think your marriage is good. Um, I'm going to tell you reasons why men get blindsided. Here's Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, star Emmett Smith's uh, gorgeous wife, Pat, divorcing him. He's devastated. He didn't see it coming. Now, I'm sure, I don't know. He might have been out there with these hoes, but that wasn't the reason why she divorced him. By the way, they said gorgeous. Uh, I beg to differ. She looking like Skeletor here. All right, but um, she probably was gorgeous in times past. I did a video on this on my uh, on this channel when I was doing short videos. It has a very good response. I think it has almost 200,000 views here, okay? But he thought, he looking like me, by the way. <laughs> Does that, is that me? I was in Mastro's once and a guy, you know, because Mastro's is, you know, it's a dark setting. And, um... And the guy swore up and down, I was Emmett Smith. And he went, he came all the way over from his table to my table. And he thought I was Emmett Smith. <laughs> He's like, he thought I was Emmett Smith sitting at Mastro's. I mean, why wouldn't you? It was in Newport Beach, Newport Beach Mastro's. You thought it, you know, there's celebrities there all the time. But he thought I was Emmett Smith. And look at that milk dud head and that gray beard. Why wouldn't he not think so? That's going to be me right there. Look at him. And look at him. He got that goofy ass husband pose on. Look at me. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. And she wanted to be. In these streets. He went crazy. He was like, what? Just like a lot of men get divorced and blindsided. Let me do some super chats. And then we'll get back in continuing with the show here. Shout out to uh, Daryl Doss says, big shout out to you, coach. Keep speaking facts. A free life in abundance with women as recreational use is the dopest mindset. Coach gang for life in here. Shout out to them. Yes. But most men have to figure out if that's the life that they want. Some men 
want, you know, they want a tender love. And they want long-lasting love. I'm sorry to tell you that is least likely to happen. That is least likely to happen. Uh, a long-lasting love doesn't happen, all right? Uh, a companion, you want a life companion. That means, I mean, look, there's people who are 50 and 60 uh, and 60-plus and 60 baby boomers, and they're on their fourth companion already. <laughs> they're on their fourth damn companion. they still trying to make it work. Codependent as hell. Uh, very traditional in their ways, but they don't realize that women have been freed and men have been freed, but they still believe that they're going to get this lifelong companion and they're on their fourth companion, right? Uh, to get a situation where you're going to have your first, your, your first wife be your long lasting wife, very rare. It's rare. Even today, I mean, even more today as so yesterday, but I'm, I mean, listen, it is what it is. Uh, the undisputed man, multiple people shot in the Brooklyn train station this morning. Uh-oh. Whoa. Shout out to, uh, he says, be safe out there, gentlemen. Boy, man, that, that, there was another mass shooting somewhere else recently. Boy, I would hate to be in a place where that goes now, man. He, no, no matter what happens, uh, mass shooting is no... That's a sneak attack. I mean, you just minding your own business, doing your own morning routine and somebody letting off shots. That is not where you want to be, man. So uh, prayers up to the people over there that are victims of this because it's a sneak attack. It's very cowardly to do something like that. Um, and um, I would say this, you know, always be prepared. You never know. Octavius Baker, 15 years married. I'm surviving. Shout out to the coach gang. And he says, listen to the coach. 15 years. Oh, it's in Cali. Oh, the, there was a shooting in Cali. Um, guys, mar 15 years. Um, 15 years of marriage is a lifetime. And some of you guys get married trying to last 45 years. But anybody will tell you. That if you've been married 15 years, it seems like it's an eternity. But that is that's a short marriage. Okay. It's a very short marriage. 15 years is short in the grand scheme of what a marriage is. But what, what we don't understand is we live longer, we're 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 living more healthier, productive lives. We have sexual now, sexual pills. We now have sexual liberation uh, where in the past, your granny didn't have those things. We have the miracles of modern science where people can be 50 and don't look like they about to kill over and die from working in the factories. All right. And working hard, laborious jobs. People work nice, comfortable jobs now. And the only thing they have to deal with is keeping their limbs a little bit more flexible. You just got to eat and survive. We're comfortable. There's not not a lot of wars. So people are actually living longer and you're going to get married thinking you're going to ride this shit out and, and, and people are um, until you're 70, but people can still fornicate at 70 when before fornication, it was impossible at 70. Okay. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's a new, it's a new day, guys. It's a new day in terms of this marriage, lifelong marriage and all of this stuff. There's no more God. God, God is almost I mean, come on, God is almost uh, invisible right now in our society, at least. We don't live in a Puritan world anymore. We still try to hold up Puritan values in the effort to control somebody. So somebody will come over here and try to be Puritan on me. It ain't going to work. All right. The devil presides over the earth today. Okay. 
So if you want to keep that in mind, don't come over here with your Puritan values when you cherry pick every Bible um, Bible scripture there is. Okay, you cherry pick every Bible scripture there is and you out here living in sin. All right, don't mess with me. Sorry, I was choking on my spit. Sometimes I talk and swaddle spit all day. All right, so anyway, <laughs> you know, the devil the devil presides over the world today. And you want to come over here and then you want to come over here and be mad that I be in these streets <laughs> clapping up junior college girls. Do not come over here. <laughs> Do not come over here and judge me. Judge me lest ye be judged. All right. So anyway, let the person without sin cast the first stone. All right. I don't want to hear nothing about you guys. All right. Shout out to Soul, Soul Sauce 06. Coach, you literally saved me from being divorced. Great. To kingdom come, by the way. He says, by my 304 ex, 304ing ex-fiance and her sugar baby mom. Wow, this info is worth more than money. Yes, sir. And that's you. Hey, I'm telling you, man, this info that I'm giving you, I know some people still want to get in their feelings because you're still wanting a tender love. Here I lay all alone. Yo, tossing, turning, yearning for some of your tender love. Come on, man. I know you guys want to live in this world. These 304s ain't loyal. <laughs> Come on, man. If you think they're loyal to you in this day and age, with they got feminism at their right hand, they got 304 at their left hand, they don't live under the guise of the scriptures and the laws of the commandments of the Most High himself. They don't live under that, 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 that law anymore. They live under the law of the devil. All right. And they live under the law of uh, trying to change this world into the world that they want to make it because of weak men. Men are start, men are afraid to put people in their place when we have the power and strength and the leadership ability to do so. But you but you let you let too many other uh, people uh, basically circle you, circle the wagons on you and handcuff you by handcuffing your speech and handcuffing everything you need to do out here. And so they ain't even giving you a good deal. And they're not even bargaining and arguing in fair uh in, in in fair faith. All right, in good faith. They're they're handing you bad deals and you're taking it because you're weak. They're negotiating in bad faith to begin with. If they come over and a woman's a single mother, she's negotiating in bad faith. Okay. Come on, I mean, on on principle, on script, and if she claims to be a Christian, you might want to kick her to the curb, by the way. I got the problems with the Christians, by the way. All right, the Christians have caused the demise of this world in the United States because they were weak. All right, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> right, that's neither here or there. All right, men succumbed to the progressive movement, and then all of a sudden they, they were held silent. They're held silent in their marriages. They're held silent after marriages. They're held silent in their relationships. They're held silent in society. All right, and then these people are out here uh, letting the devil preside over them and their children. Don't get me to preaching today. Don't get me to preaching on these people today. You guys are nothing but hypocrites in that church. You lukewarm Christians out there. All right, because I don't want to hear a damn thing for you guys. All right, I go into your churches sometimes when I'm bored and I see all kind of Sodomites and Gomorrahites up in there participating in your 
uh, participating in your church functions and whatnot. <laughs> come on, you heathens. I don't want to talk. You, 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 you Puritans better not come in here trying to get after me because I got some words for you if you guys want it. Do not bring up and hold up your Puritan values on me. You guys let this thing go a long time ago. And all, all in the effort to keep your tax exempt status. Because the government figured you out. They said, all I have to do is threaten your tax exempt status and you're going to shut up. So you pulpit prosperity preachers shut your mouth in order to pass the collection plate around. So let me stop real quick. <laughs> I need to take a pause for a minute. Pause. That's the realest pause right now you have. So I don't want to hear the Christians say nothing. Anyway, you got no leg to stand on. In this world today, you have no leg to stand on. So you can't judge me and you out there thumping your Bible and you getting bent over backward over the pulpit and the damn church pews. I don't want to have it. And you're fornicating with each other's wife. You got pastors out here fornicating with your wife. I don't want to hear it. You got pastors, male pastors fornicating with the male children. I don't want to hear it. Until you fix that, don't come over here and fix me. <laughs> So anyway, continuing on with the show. <laughs> the Christians are gone. They out. They like, what? All right. A focused man is a dangerous man, says. Shout out to the free agent gang. I got your book. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for getting the book. By the way, some of you guys don't know I'm an author of the free agent lifestyle. All right, that's a book, and I'm an author of De-Evolution. I spit truth and real fire out here. I come in the spirit of Elijah. I come in here ordained by the real Lord that I follow, that the Lord that you don't follow. All right, you follow a, I don't even go in it. <laughs> All right, anyway, I need to be over your, I need to be over your churches right now. All right, shout out to <laughs> Eugene Morgan. Have options and be protected against games, or you can also just say no, even if you don't have any options. Remember that movie Saw? where the guy cut his leg off to get away, that's extreme sacrifice. Wow. And yeah, man, the guys, guys, guys can't say no. Guys can't say no. The, the biggest defense that you can have in this world is to tell people no. All right? I told the PUAs no. I called them out for their hypocrisy and the fact that they running around here with, uh, with, with Mastodon wives and ugly wives and ugly girlfriends, and they want to come over here telling you and selling you a dream. All right. And I called them out. I told them no. And they tried to come in here and say, I didn't have no game. Well, I know really quickly who ain't got no game. And it's definitely those PUA artists. All right. They're selling you a dream out there. All right. But uh, I told them no. I told the world no. I told women no. I know how to stand my ground. All right. Cool Jamie 76 somewhere in America. Someone just bought a wedding ring at K Jewelers. Give me the got it, the got you girl, got him girl. Wedding video, shout out to the coach gang out here. Shout out to the Godding girl. Where's the Godding girl? I need to put some music on the end of her. Uh, where is it? Where is it right here? Godding, there she is. Look at that look, man. I tell you, man, this video, this video was uh, unbelievable on its face. How deceptive she is in this whole thing right now. 
Look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look. Oh, my God. And look at the guy. So if you ever look at this video, take a look at the guy and take a look at the woman. Oh, my goodness. And then while she's doing that whole. And she. The dude don't really see what's coming. Look at that. Game over. Now, he just signed a deal with the devil because he got married in the church. But the church, you know, church, the Lord doesn't have control of the church no more. One day he will. He. <laughs> All right, shout out to him. But today ain't it. Harold LeGurley says recreational use only. Don't worry, coach. They'll join us on the dark side soon enough. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the dark side. Game over. <laughs> and, and to be to be 100% honest, men are already on the dark side, including, including married men, which I want to call out the hypocrisy of married men and the dirt that you do. Um, we had the w- young woman actually testify to the fact that 99% of her clientele is married men. I often think it is hypocritical of married men to be running around in these streets and trying to have families and all that stuff in today's world. In yesterday's world, it would make sense, but it's downright goofy for you to get married today and be running around with 304s, hookers, girlfriends, or whatever it is. Sure, I'm a poly- I'm a polygynist by nature. I don't believe in monogamy at all. It's a myth. All right, but but I think you're a goofball if you're a man and get married in today's age and cheat on your wife. There's nothing more goofier than that. All right, come on, man. Get your. <laughs> Why? Don't cheat on her. Just go back and be single. Ditch her. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. Count your losses and then go out there and then have recreational use. Unless you're in different area codes. That's another thing. Ricky V, attorneys are a goon squad of the banks. Once you're served papers, it's a declaration of war. It is a full-scale attack. He says, hashtag corporate hustle game if you haven't seen the movie divorce corp i've often suggested that you watch that because it will validate everything that i'm saying and it will come to you in a position of these people are actually professionals in the group and they're telling you what i'm telling you but you think i'm emotional and these people will back that up not only that i'm going to say one thing he said here it is a declaration of war because it actually takes steps predictive premeditated steps to get there not only that you will be disarmed in this war Now, that's what you don't know. It's a war against you in which you have no ammunition to fight back. And the deck is already stacked against you. They're going to invade you. They're going to surround you like Russia did to Ukraine. They're going to surround you in your borders. They're going to disarm you. They're going to basically crawl up your rear end financially. They're going to disarm you financially no matter how much money you have. All right. And then all of a sudden you're going to realize that, you know, you either surrender or you fight. And you fight to the death, meaning fight to the death of your 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 life progressing forward. Okay, but you got to fight it out. Now, I was willing to fight it out. Many men don't fight it out, and one of the reasons many men don't fight it out is because they did dirt in their marriage. You dumbass, and you have no leg to stand on. So she caught you doing dirt, and then she pulled the trigger on you, and now all of a sudden you can't fight, and you're unwilling to have. The world see you and lift the skirt and see lift your skirt and see what's up under that skirt. All right. So uh what you have to do then, if you didn't do dirt, you're willing to fight. And I fought like mad. 
because I didn't do anything wrong, or at least I wasn't caught doing anything wrong. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh, XL Pro Services. He says, um, uh, he says nothing, but he says paying tuition. Appreciate you on the cash app. All right, anyway, and then last one, Alex Tezan Tezino. Alex T is in the building. He says, just started watching you. Life-changing information. Turn 30 in March. Single, no kids. Thanks for the insight. And that $75 you sponsored today's show with is going to go a long way because a lot of men have to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn this lesson. Okay? A lot of men have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn this lesson. And you got to go through years of pain. And I often want to tell people and remind you, divorced men uh, that speak on divorce are not hurt for the breakup of their little relationship. That is inconsequential. They're hurt because their kids are ripped from them in an effort to get more money. They're hurt because they got to go in there and testify that they're a good father. And they got to go in there and defend their call. Like, why am I defending this? I do, I do well for my kids. They have no issues. Why do I have to report to you? To this stranger you don't even know who goes by the name of judge and child support uh, clerk and all of these people that are judging you based on false information provided by your former spouse. And now you're beholden to them. And you're like, who the hell are you? I don't owe you, sh right? And so you're doing this and they're judging you and they're marking you and they're penalizing you. And the only thing you did was ask the state to marry this woman. Yeah, that's why men are mad. And you can say men are mad about that. They're not mad about their little relationship. That becomes the that becomes the least uh, thing that they're worried about. But anyway, it's 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 what we have to deal with. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't heed my advice, and you're a married man or you're a man thinking about marriage, if you don't heed my advice, fifty to seventy percent of you will gonna you're gonna be on the other end of this, and you're gonna be calling my ass. All right, I'm gonna give you a story. I'm going to give you a story because I get men calling me all the time. I'm going to give you a story that was told to me yesterday about uh, this. was A young woman told me this story about a family member. I think it was a family member or a friend. And um, she was like, look, you know, I've been listening to you and everything you're saying. Now I can see because you opened my eyes. And then uh, but before she was like, I would have seen it and I never would have put two and two together or I wouldn't have looked at it the way you, you presented it. So she knows a guy. They've been married and they have kids. The kids are teenagers, which is a dangerous time to uh, get divorced. You want to get divorced when they're in preschool or elementary school or even after that, it's even dangerous because these people are adults and they're young adults and they're going to take it the wrong way. However, this man is in a marriage in which they've been sexless for years and he won't divorce the woman because she was a stay-at-home mom. She's never been employed. The woman said this woman is overweight and that the man lives in his driveway in a RV. Did you hear what I said? Instead of him divorcing her and risking losing what he's going to lose, he's going to lose the house. He's going to lose significant parts of alimony and all of that stuff. He's living in his driveway in an RV. That's where he goes to every night. The man is 47 years old. 
Now, he's my age, just a slightly older, slightly older, and he doesn't realize what the hell's going on. And his only recourse is to leave the house that he's bought for his wife, who no longer performs for him. I don't know why. I don't care why, because it doesn't matter. Even in today's marriages, it doesn't matter why the marriage has been fractured, but marriages get fractured all the time and people stay together. This, this person statistically is in a successful marriage because this is how people judge. Hey, people are still married. Uh, 50% of people stay married. Well, this is the other 50% right here. Not all of them, but this, these are people that are a part of the successful marriage statistic. He lives in his RV in his parking lot, in his, in his, uh, not his parking lot, in his uh, little, uh, what do you call it? I don't even know what they would call it. Driveway? Driveway. Driveway is what we would call it. Driveway. I'm telling you guys, there's multiple men like this. And I think they were trying to figure out why he won't divorce her. And he's like, it's simple. I can't afford to have my own place and pay for this mortgage. So instead, his only decision is to be able to tuck his tail and go live in his RV, in his driveway carport. Brothers, they can't even reside in the own home, the same home together. And they're not even, uh, they're not sexual, obviously. But what he's going to do is ride it out. That's what he's going to do. And a lot of married men take that decision. I'll ride it out instead of doing the right thing. I'll just leave her, blah, blah, blah. But they get into this agreement, which they know they're going to be screwed on the back end. So I guarantee you at some particular point, this guy told me his score of his marriage looked like this. And all, all bad marriages don't end the divorce. Sometimes good marriages end in divorce. But just because you're married or remain married doesn't mean you're winning or that you're actually going to be in a successful marriage. And I hear these stories all the time. You should hear the, the numerous amount of men that share stories with me. I know another man, and I'm not telling all personal information. Him and his wife haven't slept in the same bedroom for years. He wants to be free of her. He can't divorce her, though, because she's never really worked. And of course, a relative, a, the relative of the, the, um, the wife, the relative of the wife, an older elder relative of the wife lives in the house with them. So he can't pull the divorce trigger on him, on her, because it would affect her and then the older elder relative. So he's stuck. He's screwed. And so these are the ones that go into, well, there's people that remain married. Doesn't mean they're happy. Doesn't mean it's successful. Now, I'm going to tell you what. She's going to pull the divorce trigger on him. She's going to blindside him. She's more likely to blindside him with the divorce because he stuck around for five, six, seven, eight years. The guy makes enough money and he's just saying, I'll just hold on, keep things at bay over here. I'll keep them happy and nothing else is going to happen. And guess what? She'll blindside the hell out of him and he'll be like, what? And he'll lose everything. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll be a lifetime worth of alimony because if you don't cut the marriage off, the alimony clock continues. 
And if you're married 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to have to pay this woman alimony for the rest of her life. And she can rid you of your presence, of her presence, your presence. She could be, she could be out. So um, guys, you're done. This is why men don't file for divorce, right? Okay. And now let me, let me go through these things right here. And we'll play a little video. Um, a lot of, these are the reasons why men don't, see divorce coming right the first problem is they don't think it will happen to them statistically 70 percent of you guys will be divorced over a 40-year period don't listen to that 45 percent divorce rate i'm going to tell you what that 45 percent divorce rate is talks about they're talking about on a year-to-year -year basis because they'll say the divorce rate is going down well how's the divorce rate going down somebody please understand let me understand that well, the reason why they say the divorce rate is going down is because they simply take from one year to the next how many people got married and how people how many people got divorced in that year. That's what they take. They take how many people got married and how many people got divorced, and that would be the year's divorce rate. So it's something, it looks something like this. A million, 1,700,000 or 1.7 million people got married, and 895,000 people got divorced, and then there's your percentage. That would be your divorce rate. That's basically what they take, and then they go to the next year, and then if it's somewhere, the numbers are somehow marriage popped and it went to 2 million, and there was only, and the divorce rate stayed the same, 895, well, the divorce rate declined because more people got married than got divorced in that year. Then they take it the next year. And then they go, okay, less people got married, but more people got divorced, but not more than the people that got married. So only 1.5 million people got married, but 900,000 people got divorced. And then therefore the divorce rate increased. But it tells you nothing about what the married people, what married people got divorced in what year. It doesn't say when the, it doesn't say which one of them got divorced and who got married. It doesn't tell you about first or second marriages. It just tells you the number between the number of married people and divorced people in a year. So that whole idea about 45% and 50%, it doesn't matter. That number is going to fluctuate uh, every year. What really matters is let me track the people who got married and let's see when they got divorced. That's how you judge a marriage divorce statistic. You say, of the people who got married, when did they get divorced? Or did they ever get divorced? And when you track it that way, over a 40-year period, 70% of the people who ever get married get divorced. So if you want to know how numbers are kept and what the real divorce statistic is, the best way to do it is to look at when a person got married and track when they got divorced, not to say these people got married, these people got divorced, and that's the divorce rate. You understand what I'm saying? It is going to go up and down depending on how who reported it, how we got reported, what law clerk had did, what, what. So never, it, I think discussing the 40, 50% divorce rate, it, it doesn't even matter. By the way, it's scary even if you just, if you just discuss it. I'm actually appalled at the amount of people that can look at a divorce rate at 45 or 50% and argue between, oh, it's actually 45%, not 50. 
and then you think you're actually getting points. Oh, well, it's actually 45. What's the problem now? <laughs> is there any difference between 45 and 60? Is there any difference between 45 and 60? If you got, if you got, if you got shot 45% of the time or 60% of the time you left your house, it doesn't matter. I don't think you're going to bet on those statistics either way. My team has a 45% chance of winning or losing. You still ain't going to bet on that one. You'd be like, nah, I'm going to just, oh, it's 50? Oh, okay, I'll bet. <laughs> Come on, you goofballs. So here's the first thing. Most men don't think divorce is going to happen to them. So I want you to understand you're getting in the game that you're probably going to lose even if you stay married, okay? Just let's, we can be 100% honest on that you're probably going to lose even if you stay married that's an actual fact now the next thing you're going to say is my girl is my ride or die or if you're from the white community she's my everything now here's where you're going to make a mistake she's your everything right now but later on she could change her mind and women do this all the time okay they're doing it all the time. At some point, you were like, "I man, we were we were best friends, and we shared everything together." Now all of a sudden, she's sharing everything to the world that you share with her. It happens all the time. I don't know why you guys think that she was gonna be different because she's different longer than the other girls were different. At some point, she's gonna change her stripes. The woman at twenty four is not the same at the woman at forty four. Not even close. A woman at 24 oftentimes is not the same as she is at 34, but I would be willing to say she's pretty much the same. But you're talking about 20 years. By the time she hits 40, she's dealing with a whole new set of hormones, a whole new set of motives, and you made a long-term commitment with her. She's going to change, guys. And if she changes, it's going to cause problems in your marriage. She's going to, but your negotiating point is when she was 24. So you're going to say, hey, when you were 24, we agreed that, okay, <laughs> you're going to be hard. Your ride or die is not going to be your ride or die forever. And by the way, if you're speaking as in terms of ride or die or wifey, that shows your immaturity. You're going to be grown at some particular point, And you're talking like an 18 year old at some particular point, ride or die doesn't mean to 40 and 50 or 60 year old people. Okay, if you're still talking ride or die, uh, I, I know she ain't got cornrows and a tank top on, and I know you ain't got Timberland boots and your Yankee fitted cock to the left. I know this is not the case. So you're going to need more than ride or die to work this out. <laughs> you're going to need more to be your everything to work this out. This has been already been disputed so many times. Um, here's another thing that you'll do. You'll think time is on your side. You think time will actually heal. Time makes things worse. You think time will make things. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you'll think time because you put in time that she's going to be thinking of you. Oh, well, he put in time, so I'll give him credit for that. Guys, this is not true. When was the last time? And we're not talking negative about women, but. When was the last time you did something for a woman and she often reflected back? When the last time you did it and said, well, the last time you did it was enough. I just want to ask you this. <laughs> 
So you did something for her. Now you stopped doing it for her. But then she looked back and she started complaining about you don't do this no more. And she said, well, you did 10 years ago. You did it. So I'll give you credit. It will never happen. You can do something for her yesterday. And today she will wake up and act like you never did anything for her in your life. This is just how they work. Um, because this is just how this is not how the world works. I can't change that about them. I wish I could. But what have you done to me lately is real. What have you done for me lately is real. They'll never give you credit for past time served. So if they're not happy today, I'm not happy. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to look back and say, well, you put in 10 years. I'll give you a pass as long as you change today. If it ain't going for her, she's going to check out. And this is where men get confused. Once she checks out, there's no coming back. Once she checks out, there's no coming back. However, she will sit up under you for three, five, seven, ten years while she has checked out. As I told you, a woman can believe that there is no sex and still think she can maintain the marriage. The sex has disappeared, but under the law, she says we are still under the laws of the spiritual marriage, meaning you cannot cheat on her. And should you cheat and she catches you, she can divorce you on principles like that. But once you remove the money, there's no more marriage. There's no more marriage. So you guys got to understand this when it comes to this. Even if she stays with you and she has checked out, doesn't mean you have a marriage. The marriage is already gone. Many of you guys are watching me. You're married right now, and your marriage has been done for three or five years already. It's already been over. But because you are providing financially, she sticks around. And then you come to my page talking about um, you got your ride or die, that your marriage is fantastic. I'm warning you, I do this for a profession where I counsel men that have been in these situations. Trust me, they've told me the exact same thing only to be blindsided down the road. So what can you do? We'll get to that. What can you do will be our point that will go to the crescendo here. What can you do? Because I'm not telling you there's, I need to provide solutions. All right. Besides don't get married. Some men already uh, stuck. Some men already stuck. All right, let's do some super chats and we'll get to the what can you do. And then maybe we'll play a video of our guy, Dr. John Deloney, discussing with a woman who has changed her mind mid-marriage. Mid-marriage. Have you ever made a deal with a woman she changed her mind? We've all experienced that outside of or inside of a marriage. But what if she does it inside of a marriage? And she wants to change the role that she had. This is called the bait and switch. What do you do then? I'm telling you, you got problems. All right, so here we go. Spike Spiegel, I said it before, I'll say it again. My granddad, dad, and my older brother were all praying mantis. Like Agbar said, it's a trap. Shout out to the coach gang. I love you guys, man. He said, and how much evidence, more evidence do you need? All right, my man got my granddad, my dad, and older brother 
man, that is like a blessing for you. Unfortunately for them, they had to be the ones who be to be exposed. But you got actual real data. And you're going to go in. Uh, you're going to go in and you, you, you're literally going to say, why would I do it? <laughs> All right. The real fit style. What's up, coach? Just got to the office and listening to you while working. Got to get my bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and be, be real mahogany asking her hand in marriage is forcing her to remain loyal. Wild animals cannot domesticate. Throw the damn towel. At this point in our history, there's our throw the damn towel guy right there. I think it is men that are hurt the most that marriages have gone the way they're gone, going, okay? And I think you guys get manipulated because you want to live R&B lyrics. You want to ride or die. You want children. You want a legacy. How much information do you need here? Um, you know, what happens is you say, well, it's not going to happen to me. She would never do these things. These aren't good reasons for you to use it. I would, I would, this is what I would want a man to say. This is what I want a man to say. Because what they do is they go through all of this hope strategy. I would want a man to say, I've gone through the steps to protect myself against a potential divorce. Now that I can respect. That I will say, okay. Now I'll say, okay, what, what is it? I'm curious to know what it is. But guys go in, she'll never do that. She's my ride or die. We've been together 15 years. Our She's happy in her marriage. She would never do those things. She told me she'll never do those things. See, that is ignorance to me. That is ignorance. And that's going to get you slapped and blindsided. All right. I don't want you to get blindsided. I would rather you say, look, I realized the decision I made. I'm willing to risk it. Or I've walked through, I've walked myself through paces that can protect myself against this. And don't just say a prenup. All right. Prenups are fantastic. To a point, all right? I told you the trap of prenups. I told you the trap of prenups. Prenups don't help you protect you. It What it does is it basically puts up a, a, a point where she can say, am I willing to fight you over this? Which if she says, and many ex-wives do say, that prenup is invalid. I don't, I want to fight him on that. Your prenup is going to not help you get sued your prenup's not gonna help you get sued meaning she can contest the prenup force you to spend money prior to your divorce trying to uphold the prenup so any divorce attorney will tell you this the prenups can be very valid the prenups can be 100% protection except for the fact that she fights the prenup. There's no way for you to have a prenup in place that will prevent her from fighting the prenup. That is the problem with prenups as a defense. So let me just put it into you in this clear math. You have the prenup. She sees it. She's going to walk away with her broad t-shirt and panties. That's what the prenup says. She knows this. You're secured against a divorce. But in, in, in which you would lose zero. But she contests the prenup where you would have lost zero. You would have lost zero in attorney's fees. You already prepaid your attorney fees. But she goes in and says, this, this 
prenup is unfair on its face value. Now, she does have a point because if your prenup says she walks away with nothing and she agreed to it, that wouldn't even be fair. Some judges might throw that out. They would say, well, she agreed to it, but that's not even fair. They could throw that out on that basis. They could. And she contests it. You're going to pay $50,000 to fight the contesting of the prenup. And then you're going to fight the divorce if they say the prenup is invalid. So then now you're going to fight the divorce. This is what happened with Dr. Dre. He spent one, two, three million dollars fighting the contesting of the prenup. And then they went through the divorce and he paid for that. Okay. So that's what people don't realize. Sure, you have a prenup, but she can still say it was invalid, force you to spend money to fight the, listen, the legal system, the legal system is one of the craziest things because I can sue you for anything. Like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping nobody goes through this. I can sue you for anything. But doesn't mean that I'm right when I sue you. However, when I sue you, you got to appear in court. You see what I mean? I allege that you did X. Now, I got to go in and fight and defend myself against your allegations. Even if the allegations are false, I still have to fight this to an extent, meaning I have to pay attorney's fees. People sue people all the time as a profession because many times people who are even not guilty of whatever they're being sued for end up paying to get rid of the allegation. Okay, I don't even want to fight this. I don't even have time. What do they want? Oh, they want $200,000 and they sued you for $2 million, but they'll take a cool $200,000 because they know you have it. You don't want to go to court. You don't want to fight. It's not even worth a fight. So I'll just pay them the $200,000 to walk. That's how the legal system works. So your wife can bring some something to court in which she knows she's going to lose. She knows she's going to lose it. Does that matter? It matters zero. Now she's going to win because she gets attention from you. She gets to irritate you. She gets to instigate and potentially have you react in causing you to lose the case or lose custody or lose leverage in the case. She gets to be vindictive, spiteful. She gets to play the victim by keeping you in lawsuit, in suit. There's a bunch of gains from it. Doesn't mean the woman takes a man to, uh, to, to divorce court is the victim. She could be trying to seek something else. Or she could be trying to hide the fact that she was dirty in the marriage and then put her narrative out there first. There's all kinds of reasons why people bring suits to court. Doesn't mean that the person is guilty of it. And even if they do settle the suit, which a lot of husbands settle suits in marriages because they just want to wash their hands of the woman and he can afford to, doesn't mean he was wrong in the marriage. This is how the legal system works. Okay, Just want to let you guys know how it works. So when you get involved in a marriage and she brings suit against you, she starts suing you left and right. You might want to settle with her or you might want to figure out why she's doing this. Okay. And you might not never figure it out. All right. Anyway, anyway.
I'm just giving you a lot of education here that nobody's going to give us. All right. And I found out the hard way so I can tell you guys the easy way. So send me some super chats. All right. Shout out to uh, uh, let's see here. Be real mahogany. I got you right there. He said, while animals can't be domesticated. Raul says, coach, as a sole proprietor for an LLC or an S Corp, how do you pay yourself without having to pay as much capital gains taxes? Well, that's pretty much that's going to be a longer show. I don't want to get into that too much, but it depends. Both of those have benefits and uh, pros and cons. Let's just say that based on how you can pay yourself, but you have to get an account. I would say get an accountant to help you with that. Uh, and I would advise all men that are trying to get in the business to set aside expenses for attorneys and accountants. All right, because they're going to ask you, they're going to get you on the right side or at least closer to the right side of the law than I can get you. All right, Rodrigo De Silva, men are blindsided because broads take their time planning their way out very much in advance because they are very deceptive. They are angels, right, coach? <laughs> I'll say it like this to make it seem like I'm not striking against them. They're do, they do it in a way that will ensure their survival. Everything comes down to survival. So women tend to do things to ensure their survival. They'll smile in your face and they'll do what you ask them to do. Meanwhile, they're not happy about it. And but they can't protest about it against you because they can't protect themselves in many instances, unless you were the BT 1000, right? Okay, but they can't protect themselves when it comes down to duking it out. They can't stand on their square and duke it out with you and say, I ain't doing it. Um, if they do take that course of action, they're doing it intentionally for you to hit them. So you got to be careful in this situation here. They plan things to ensure their survival and the outcome is in their favor. They they're very well have to plan things out. Men don't have to plan things out oftentimes because if we're going man to man, mano y mano, many times we can settle them with these hands and these fisticuffs, right? Oh, we want to we want to do me like that. There's always fisticuffs, right? <laughs> That's how we've got through survived all this time. We were very barbaric all the way up until the 1980s, and then somehow we got civilized. As we got civilized, we got weak and emotional, but. Most everything was handled with a handshake in these fists. All right, you would duke it out. There wasn't very long ago you would handle things in a duel. You take your glove and you smack the hell out of somebody and you tell somebody to strap up and then you tell them to turn your back and you walk 10 paces and, and start clapping. All right, it wasn't very long in our history in the world that we did that. Matter of fact, it's a blip on the time screen. We used to handle it like that. Matter of fact, in America, two uh, presidential, two politicians handled it like that. Aaron Burr and uh, who was the other one? They handled it like that. Meet me over here at dawn. All right. And we're going to walk these 10 paces and we're going to turn around. Clappity clap, clap. All right. Or you had you pull out your sword and you say on guard. All right. So that's how it used to be. Get, got handled. But now we're a little more civilized. And yeah, Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. They handled it like that. And Alexander Hamilton was a vice president. All right. And so he handled it, said, duel. Is it on guard? Yeah, you unguarded a fool. You just pulled out your sword. Whoosh. There was honor because there was death on the other side of dishonor. Now there's dishonor. Everything's deceptive. So now women can be deceptive against you. Other dudes will be deceptive against you. All of that. We used to get with these fists. Now people run around and oozy everybody up, sneak attack and drive by you. All right. It's a little more cowardly the way we do things today. 
Now they run up in Brooklyn in the truck subway train station and clap people. <laughs> All right, come on, man. It's a new world here. Everybody's everybody's a wussy and want to sneak attack you and blindside you. All right, or jump you with six dudes and all that stuff. All right, this is all wussy stuff. <laughs> yeah, your family deprecate. You ruined my family name on guard. <laughs> Pull out the sword. <laughs> all right, hey, get with the sword. You better go ahead and know your sword work. Ching, 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 ching. You better be good at fencing. All right, because we going mano y mano up in this mug. <laughs> all right, but it's different now. All right, sneak attack, everybody. Uh, PI Double says, what's your opinion on male birth control pill? Be careful. When we talk about pharmaceuticals, be careful. All right, because uh, you don't know the side effects yet. They'll say what it is and hide the results. You know, I, you got to be careful. That's what I would say. Um, Yeah, it's too early for all of that. I mean, listen, it's easy to do female birth control. You're talking about one egg. All right, but we're talking about millions of sperm over time. And you're, listen, we saw the effects of what female birth control has had on women when taking them for six, since age 16. All right, now they're age 40. I want to have a kid. Now they're Britney Spears. All right, vitro fertilization. Here I come. I would hide, I would just get the snip. Yeah, you're going to go crazy sideways. You know, man, nah, I would, I, no. Just wear a Jimmy hat, get the snip. All right. Uh, Justin Gonzalez says, can a woman go to a process server or a lawyer, pay them a $500 retainer, and the lawyer process server put on the transaction receipt a different name for a transaction? That I don't know. That could vary state to state. But um, I'm sure. I'm sure it's been done. You know, divorce attorneys know how to get around getting uh, the the wife exposed, right? Shout out to Lady Light. Hello, um, sister. Is this a sister? Light skinned sister too. I definitely got to see these feet. I got to see these feet, girl. Hey, put on your red dress and slip on them high heels. Hey, hey. Give me a French pedicure, French pedicure. Go get you a French pedicure. I know you got some money. Uh, go get you a French pedicure. Get you some of that damn and get the back of your heels. Put some of that damn cocoa butter on them feet. Go on and send me a picture, baby. Because mm. <laughs> look, she got it looked like she either Puerto Rican or light skin with the light eyes and all that. Feet pictures. <laughs> Or you can send me any other picture you want. All right, shout out to her. Thank you for the support. She said she sent me two dubs, y'all. Hey, ladies, y'all lacking in here. Coach gang, picture y'all lacking. Fit pick, hey, feet picture game. When the women start donating, y'all lacking in here. Come on, man. Get a hey, step up your game, ladies. Feet pictures or money. Come on, give, give me something. Give me something. I ain't even asking for no peace leave. I don't need all the peace leave from y'all. You know, I had enough. I mean, I'll take some, but. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, shout out to August Alcina. Says, any man promoting marriage in 2022 is an enemy. I think so. They're an enemy to men. And honestly, I think they're they're being disingenuous when they promote marriage. Because the only thing they stand on is that their marriage is good, which I think is a false leg to stand on. I mean, that's you standing on the peg leg, sir. 
because you haven't even rolled out enough evidence for me to even validate whether your marriage is good or not. Well, my marriage is good. See, what I don't do, I tell you what I went through in marriage, but I don't tell you my marriage was bad. All right. I Actually, you probably will never hear me say my marriage was bad. My marriage was actually pretty good up until a point. All right. What I tell you is the negative effects of marriage and men who get entrapped in marriage. I share other men's story. I point out statistics. I actually show you men. I tell their stories. I tell you about sexless marriages in which I wasn't really involved in. I've been in periods of dry spells in marriage sex. All right. But I wasn't in a sexless marriage per se. All right. But I know of them and I know you can get dry. You can go dry in a marriage for sure. You got to reignite the spark. All right. But the marriage in itself is not something that I hold up and say, my marriage was bad. My marriage is actually pretty good. We were married for nine years. It was good. Of course, there's red flags and bumps here and there, but it was good for about 8.5 years. All right. And then it went crazy. Then it went off the rails. All right. But there's, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. But what I'm telling you is this. When you say your marriage is good, that's disingenuous as hell. It's very disingenuous because it means zero out here. When other men are out here getting their necks cut off and their necks snapped by the guillotine of the family law court, and you're saying, forget all that because I have a good marriage right now. That's disingenuous. That's in bad faith. That's an enemy to men. So it is what it is. Shout out to Alex Barra says he's laughing. He gives us the laugh. We'll give you the evil laugh. Um, Raul says, as far as religion goes, we are we as a society have lost the art of shame, which means people become lukewarm because no one is holding them accountable. And I see people dodging and ducking accountability all the time. And what do they hide under? Um, they hide under the fact that you can't shame them. Um, they hide under the fact that uh, they have mental health issues. Uh, they have uh, issues, long histories of abuse. Now, I just want to qualify that for a second. If someone is a famous person and they're out here telling their story, they're out here telling their story, they're out here promoting that you do whatever you want, you can be as big as you want, as sloppy as you want, you can be as reckless sexually as you want, you can do all of these things. And then you follow them and you say, yes, girl, or yes, guy. And then the next minute they turn around, they say they're suffering from mental health issues or they have abuse that they've never settled and they're traumatized from it. But you're following them. And you're saying, yes, girl. doesn't that make you an idiot? You're following somebody that obviously got some problems. Not only do they have those problems, they're hiding other problems that they have, a.k.a. Uh, uh, narcissism, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, all of those problems. It makes you crazy to follow somebody like that. Then at the other end, they suffering from depression, anxiety, and stress, and amongst other disorders, and they're taking head meds, and you're behind them. Yeah, we're behind you 100%. You know what it is? They don't want to be shamed. They don't want to be shamed for their codependency. They don't want to be shamed for their reckless behavior of their own selves. They don't want to be shamed for the lack of uh, responsibility they held in keeping their body and mind in order. That's what it is, and they don't want to be held accountable for it, so they hide behind these things when they're abusing themselves, and they let other people abuse them. 
and you follow them. It's crazy. Drug abuse is rampant in our culture. And a lot of times your problems in your marriage could stem from one or more of the spouses abusing drugs and the other one doesn't know it. Or alcohol. But people don't want to talk about this drug use. I'm telling you, you have had relationship problems, not just wives, but with girlfriends and boyfriends, because one of the people in the relationship is abusing drugs and you have no idea. We're talking about uh, pharmaceutical drugs, street drugs or whatever. Molly's cocaine on the side, all of that stuff. And they're acting belligerent and you can't figure it out. And you're negotiating with a drug addict or an alcoholic. You don't even know. You don't have a clue. And it's happening. So you got to be careful in this one. Xanax, head pills, uh, 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 depressing medic. Some of these medications might be they're taking for some problem that they have. And it's causing these effects. But you don't know. Yeah, bad food, bad diet. It's crazy. Uh, you guys got to watch out for that. You've been you've been negotiating with cocaine heads at some particular point, and you don't know. <laughs> You're like, what? I didn't realize. Yeah, they strung out, and it's stressing your marriage. Uh, DT two four seven coach thoughts on the new male contraceptive pill. Is it safe or part of the NWO? I can see men being sued for lying that they are not on it. Yeah, I would be careful about male contraceptive at this point in our time on how men have been treated in our world, we're going to think that they got something safe for men. I'm not falling for that. No, sir. I'm not falling for that. All right. This is the last we've seen where things could go when we have this indulgence of using people. I mean, if you trace back us, uh, these, these things for ADHD and ADHD were so-called uh, given to a lot of these kids and they were overprescribed. Now they walking around with purses, dresses, all right, they doing all kind of stuff out here and we don't know what's up. Why what's going on here? They want to change and flip-flop. All right. We don't know why they doing this now. Why is this so prevalent? Well, let's trace it back. Could be that a lot of kids were over medicated on some sort of these things. Could be the food, could be a whole bunch of things. I ain't I tried to not be on medication as much as possible. I'm hard to even take a pill during the toothache. All right. <laughs> I got a toothache, I'll be thinking. Damn, I'm going to ride this out. <laughs> Let me jag off real quick and see if that, oh, nope, that just made the blood go from my head. Now my toothache is throbbing. <laughs> All right, so, man, anyway. Somebody said it's the plastics. People have attributed to that. You know, the these things are these things are really, really happening to us. And, um, you know, nobody will be penalized for it if you really study litigation in, in, in courts. A lot of these companies are being sued for this, but the media doesn't cover it. You got to investigate this on your own. People are already coming to these conclusions, but it never gets publicized. Um, and these corporations do what? They just pay it off, not saying that they're guilty, right? People just sue them. And they get the outcome that they want. Shout out to Denley Nelson. Most married folks realize early on that their marriage is irrevocably broken. However, they stay married to save face or to project a certain lifestyle. Sexless and miserable, uh, sexless and miserable is how they live in order to impress others. 
you're not wrong. And I can see it clear as day. I was at the Angels game last night, and I can see suburban unhappy marriages. And it doesn't look like they're unhappy. They just look like roommates. And they got their little kids, and they took their little selfie, and they posted it to Facebook. They got their little kids. They got them all together. Hi, happy family. Ain't no for, ain't no ain't no clapping cheeks going on in there. I I know I can see it a mile away, but most people can't see it. I can see two overweight spouses. There's no cheek clappings going on right there. They're just together functioning uh, to save face in society. I think if two pick people are overweight in their marriage, it's a death nail to their sex life. There's no way. Do you? There's no way. I know how cheek clapping works, and there ain't no way. Nothing's going on. The exception to the rule does apply here because some people can't be functional. But I'm looking at her walk down the stadium stairs. I know she ain't lifting no legs up, bro. I know she ain't getting on them knees. I know she, I know she's not. You can't tell me she is. There's no way. There's no way he smashing backs. There's no way. But they're married, hi, happy couple. It, it is what it is. <laughs> so here it is, it is what it is. You know, you can try to just uh, protect it all you want, but I can see how people are shaped, what their fitness level is. You know, you got to be fit to have some sags out here. You, you got to be fit. Make no ifs, ands, about it. About, about it. You got to be fit to be clapping cheeks. Uh, just on missionary, you got to be fit. Now, if I'm trying to navigate your tummy and I got a tummy, <laughs> somebody says sex ain't a must. I I love that one. I, I love that. So you can be married without sex. Please make a good damn argument about that. Please make a very good art because I know in traditional wedding vows that that is definitely in the vows. <laughs> Please make a good marriage or that got to be the biggest troll. I mean, what man says that? That has to be a woman. See, like I said, remember what I, and guys, I listen, let's not go hard on that person because that's exactly what I want you to hear. Because your wife at some particular point that you married within the first two years of marriage is going to believe, well, we don't have to have sex to be married. I told you that earlier. I said a woman could be in a marriage with no sex and still think she has a marriage. I told you that. And you're going to find this out the wrong way, guys, after you're married. And she's going to say, well, you know, sex not that important. You're going to find this out, bro. And you're going to go, what are you going to do then, guys? What are you going to do? I'm going to ask yourself, what would you do? You're going to literally be looking stupid, stuck on stupid, right? You're going to be stuck on stupid. And you're going to ride that shit out. I'm telling you, man, it's, ha dude, I've heard wives say, 
My wife, my husband's lucky to get it once in 30 days. I've heard a wife say that from her mouth. And I was sitting there stunned. I was like, and my wife happened to be sitting there when she said it. And she looked at me like, see, she, she looked at me like, see, when that woman said that, I was like, People, please, um, if you're that person, I want to hear, I want to hear a good damn reason why that is your, I mean, because the whole purpose of marriage is to have one, uh, to forsake all, forsake all others for her. That's part of the marriage vows to have and to hold, to have and to hold that's biblical or traditional vows for to fornicate. <laughs> I always say fornicate because I can't say anything else. Obviously, you're not fornicating if you're married. To have and to hold, to forsake all others for her. Somebody said that's not biblical. Okay, I switched it in the middle. I know you heard me say or traditional. Or what's not biblical to not have sex? I said traditional. However, who in their right mind gets married with no intentions to have sex? I'm I'm thoroughly confused. See, this is what they do to you guys. This is what they do to you guys. You're going to marry a woman and she's going to pull that on you. She's going to pull that on you and you're going to be stuck on stupid. I'm telling you guys, and then you're going to go to a marriage counselor and you're going to say, well, you got to make her feel special and you got to bring it out of her. You got to draw it out of her. You got to earn it. You got to reignite the spark. You got to start, maybe bring some flowers for a week straight. Maybe take her out to a nice dinner in a hotel. I literally sponsored her for the rest of her life. That ain't enough. That's not enough, huh? I literally have forsaken all others for her. That ain't enough. I literally have given my commitment away to bang other broads when I see her on site. That ain't enough. Okay. I still got to do more and more. Why don't I stay single? <laughs> Why don't I stay single? Why don't I stay single and bring flowers to every junior college girl that I see for a week and see how that turns out? Oh, I'm, I'm living good now. I don't have to forsake all others for her. I can literally have who I want to have and to hold. <laughs> God, they're literally, dude, they sell you. Remember I said this also? I said they they argue and negotiate in bad faith. That's bad faith. If you're going to remove sex from the table during a marriage, you're going you're gonna to literally offer sex. Then I'm going to commit to not have sex with anyone else. And then in the middle of the marriage or somewhere in the near future, you remove that from the table. That is negotiating in bad faith. I told you all the time they negotiate in bad faith and bait and switch is always on the table, guys. What do I tell you? That person proved it. Bait and switch is always on the table. They're going to bait and switch you. And guys, when you get to bait and switch, you either agree with her or you get divorced. Great. The kingdom come. It's very simple. And if you agree with her, you're in Cucksville. She got you by the balls, your balls in a jar. That's the whole thing about balls in a jar. She's got your balls in a jar. Meaning she can pull it off the shelf if she wants to, but it'll just sit right here till she's ready to use it. I'm telling you, man, 
it never ceases to amaze me. I love people that try to, guys, I'm undefeated, by the way. My philosophy is literally undefeated. There's nothing you can say. You basically got to come in and take an L to even start to, nego start to debate me. You have to come in and take an L to debate me. Because inevitably, when somebody tries to prove me wrong, they prove me right. <laughs> the person just said, sex is not necessary. Oh, boy. That's what you're going to ride on? You riding on that? So if you're proving me wrong about marriage, and that what that's the leg you're standing on. Got it. <laughs> you're proving my point. Men do not get married. Do not get married. And y'all like my jar? I'm drinking water out of a jar like this. Old school style. Ice water. It ain't icy no more, though. Literally in the Bible, the term virgin was associated with unmarried and sex. I mean, that's the whole thing about uh, whether they are virtuous and virgins and has to do with sex. But this goofball, ah, nah. <laughs> oh, my God. Where are we at? Shout out to Gregory Hardy Hardaway. He says, you got fire in your tongue, coach. Keep it up. <laughs> I'll be trying to trying to preach to you guys in the in the Holy Spirit or the Spirit, whoever you believe in, is 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 speaking to me. Shout out to Juan Pamiris. The Gotham girl's husband looks like Dr. John Baloney. Raul. Following the uh, following the guy that said men that promote marriage today are the enemies. Anyone that promotes it is the real sellouts. Everyone that promotes black love, BLM, and socialism are the real sellouts. Well, but you can't tell them that um, because the media has the narrative with them. The media has the narr narrative with them. So they think, you know, uh, all those uh, guys, man, I tell you, when you call people sheeple and then you see it play out and you just look at them like, that whole BLM, I called that out from square one. And I was like, hang on. Do not follow them. Oh, no, man. You a sellout. You Uncle Tom. You realize that you're the Uncle Tom now. All right. You gave them all that money. Ryan D, ex left with my two kids and had a whole nother job out of state before I knew what happened. Married two years and had two babies. Wow. Wow. As I tell you, you're going to be the last to know. She will plot and plot against you to make this work. And by the time you find out, she gone. <laughs> Terrell Clark or Terrell Clark, a female, divorce, wait, a female divorce attorney for 13 years, went viral on top careers, on top careers per divorce for women. She said, Stay-at-home mom, nurses, teachers, for men, pilots, cops, firefighters, military, insurgents. Yep, man, stay-at-home moms are not immune from divorcing you. They can bait and switch you with the rest of them. So a lot of you guys want traditional women, but they're very much susceptible to bait and switching you. Um, I'm going to play a video related to that here in a minute if I can get through all these super chats. To tell you, I'm going to show you the working man podcast coach in that atomic dog video. The bride has a tattoo on her shoulder. 
She's a dependopotamus and a dumb soldier as a retired army soldier. Watch out. So, yeah, man, I think, uh, oh, oh, is he military? That might explain it. That, gosh. So she has a military tattoo. Oh, he's a military guy. Now it's all making sense because that, oh, God. All right. Obi tries to do you remember the War of the Roses with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner in 1989? Fellas, check out that movie. Check that movie out, War of the Roses. All right. And check out the movie Money Pit. Money Pit and War of the Roses. A lot of people have, this is when Hollywood can show you uh, divorce um, the way it really is in the suburban households. So War of the Roses and Money Pit. Money Pit was about them buying a house and they bought the little house, white picket fence, and it was a money pit and they caused a divorce and she started fornicating with the contractor. She, The, the wife started fornicating and cheating on him with... um. With some, I can't remember who it was. Her her symphony instructor, I can't remember who it was. Ballet teacher. Harold Lagermi, okay, coach, you're on fire in Brimstone Path. I got you, man. Three hour show today, perhaps. All right, we'll see. I'm supposed to be at an appointment in which I'm fasting. This is why I'm sucking down water. Pause. <laughs> Shout out to um, Garfield Banya, coach. Now I'm dealing with Russian chicks. Do you know? of their preferred method of deletion. Oh, something between Lean uh, Lean and uh, Marita, Marita. I don't know sure who that is. And he says, maybe you must do a, shoot, a show on Russian women. Oh, yeah. Their preferred method of deletion is that it gets ugly. I don't know if you guys know, and this is a stereotype. And I've showed this stereotype quite a bit about Eastern European women. All right, and everything I do is in general, so be careful. Uh, don't don't be offended. And I've dated Eastern European women. I say I've dated several of them. All right, uh, from Bulgaria, from Lithuania, uh, Russian. I've I've dated women in this in this aspect. They're very nice on surface, and they know how to play the role. They're very intelligent and smart. But what people don't realize that is that they grow up in very war torn areas, as you can see now. Ukraine and Russia right now. A lot of these people go through. You guys think this is new, but they're going through. How dare Putin attack poor Ukraine just sitting there? Man, they've been at war for hundreds of years, if not thousands. All right, Eastern Europe is the damn uh is the damn testing ground of war and nuclear <laughs> attacks and whatnot. They've been at war for a long ass time. So what 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 you guys don't understand is they grow up in tragic times and tragic areas very hard, depressed, economically areas. I would consider them similar to uh, what you would call women from the ghetto here. Women from the ghetto, they that's how they grow up. So uh, oftentimes they got to fight in the streets. Oftentimes they go without eating. Oftentimes they deal with grape and assault. Uh, men are oftentimes depressed and not good financially. And they are battling war and tough economies. Then they come over poverty, plague, and then they bring their ass over here and they look like 1990 supermodels. Right? So they look like the standard of beauty as far as America's concerned. And then they dye their hair blonde. They're 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 built like ironing boards, right? Up and down, nice and tall, tall physique. So in the American standard of beauty, they're the exotic creature. And you don't we you don't realize that they they grew up they got PTSD they're hard they're hardened uh, they're deceptive because they needed to be deceptive to, to to survive. 
and they pull, they got pretty feet. They do be having pretty feet. And then they pull the wool up over your eyes by just batting their eyelids. That's all they got to do. Right. And play it, play, uh, play. Oh, 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 hi, baby. Oh, oh, I'm Natasha. Oh, they do that. All right. But they cut your ass up into pieces if they need to. Pieces. And they see people cut people up into pieces. All right. And then distribute that sh all around the damn county. <laughs> Yo, so don't be deceived, brothers. Don't be deceived. I had this one Lithuanian chick. Oh, man, I always tell you about her. Beautiful, blonde, oh, Svetlana. Yeah, and zero remorse. They don't feel nothing. Just like a ghetto chick here in America can dice your ass up and serve you up to all the gangbangers. And she's on the bad eye. Just like that girl in Miami that stabbed up that black Nigerian dude. She ain't bad eye. That tells you she been there before. She didn't done some ish like that or been around dudes that done some ish like that. Okay, so um, um, don't put it past them just because they look like a standard of beauty for you. You got to know what's going on. <laughs> and don't think I'm making this up, bro. Don't think I'm making this up. They can, they can get busy on you. Uh, there's videos of these women hitting each other with tire irons on YouTube. Pull it up. I wish I could pull it up. I'm really running late. We don't have to do a three-hour stream, all right? But I used to show videos about this. I was like, don't fall for them Eastern European chicks because I had one. She would bat her eyes. She would go out in public. She had these incredibly blue eyes. I've never seen eyes like this, all right? And uh, she she would dye her hair blonde. And she'd do the whole thing. She'd cross her legs when we're outside. When we get in, it was always, you know, she was always, she turned into Natasha. You were like, what the hell? She turned it to me like, damn, are you a CIA agent? If you are KGB, what in the? And she was married three times by 34. All right. So then I was like, oh, my God, what did I inherit here? I thought I got something. And then, oh, I must tell you a secret. What's your secret? I don't want you to judge me, Natasha. You don't feel bad about me, Natasha. Well, what are you going to tell me? I know I told you I was only divorced once, but I have a secret. I hope you still like this piece, leave. Natasha. Then she told me she was married once over in Lithuania, married over here. Mm. I was like, what? Oh, hell no. And, oh, bro, she can cook. She once sliced her freaking finger. <laughs> this is how I know she could cut up. She was cooking for me. She, This girl could cook better than anybody I know, bro. This girl would get food. She would go all of these supermarkets. She would come home and she cooked like a chef. She was chopping up stuff. One time she chopped her finger during the cook. She bandaged that ish back up and she kept cooking. Cooking with one hand. I was like. <laughs> I was like, yo, she clever with this knife, bro. And so I, then I knew I was like, yeah, she a murderer. <laughs> she a murderer. She knew that knife too much. She was like, tick, 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 tick. and she was very sexual. Like she flooded, she flooded me with sex. You know what I mean? And she was, uh, you know, one of those. But I could see her pulling back after you marry. I could see her doing that. Terry, Tari Boyd says my brother had an engagement party and is going to marry a single mother. And all the divorced baby boomer women there asked when I'm going to get married. I walked away because I enjoy, I'm enjoying my single life at 30 with no kids. 
that's negotiating in bad faith. I just, I just don't understand. Yeah, somebody said that's a black middle assassin. Yeah, dude, that that woman, I can swear to God. I mean, I ain't never seen her ex-husbands. I know they probably dead somewhere. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, uh, guys, if your only source is single mothers, I don't, I would tell you to just leave, go date junior college women, go to over, or go overseas. I don't support the marriage of single mothers anymore. I don't think it's a good idea for men, especially if this is your first marriage. Uh, Raul says, wow, coach, today's episode is hitting differently. We are holding each, I'm sorry, we are holding every party accountable, passing the collection plate for the church. Sorry, I can't speak all these words. But yeah, man, you know, donate a little bit for this. You guys are getting crazy, crazy amounts of uh, information. Stankmaster Flex, a.k.a. Nasty Boy Nardo, a.k.a. Sim Daddy, coach, uh, the what have you done for me lately is a consequence of Briefolt's law. Coach, you need to explain Briefolt's law for the men that are lost. Let me see how far back I am. I'm pretty far back. Uh, Briefolt's law is essentially basically uh, uh, Mr. Briefolt came up with the, the law of nature, not necessarily about men or women, but he studied species in nature. And he said it is often the woman that determines um, all the rules of the relationship, even though she doesn't have the strength and power or the money resources. It is you that have the resources. So what, whatever women decide is the basically going to be the rule of law of relationships across the board. So as we see, when there was a time for women to get uh, benefits from monogamy, monogamy was the path most men went through to get said whatever thing, right? But now women are kind of flipping. They want to kind of do both and have their feet in both worlds, a.k.a. become a single mother and then come into your world or not be virgins and come to your world or be in these streets and come to your world or be in a world of marriage and go to the streets. Being polyamorous. I, I heard a woman say she was, I didn't even know demisexual. What the hell is going on here? So now we're opening up a whole Pandora's box. And then what men are going to do is what Generation Z is doing is they're going, women are saying, we can be in these streets. We can have high body counts. We can have sugar daddies, but I can also be in a relationship with you. And men, since they don't have the power and women determine the rules, men are going to go for it. Men are going to go for it. Okay. Generation Z men have no choice. Because women determine the rule of law in the relationships, and men have to go for it. All right. Somebody said, what is, what is a demisexual? I don't know what it is. Somebody, but I saw that on the profile. I was like, what is that? What? Two, it's just a mess. It's a mess. I don't know what, the, what, 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 what people are doing. So uh, it's kind of like what simps do. Simps go, okay. What do I have to do to get you? No matter who she is, no matter what quality she is, he will still go by whatever her rules are. If women all of a sudden start crossing their legs and say, you have to marry me before sex, men are going to do that. It is what it is. Somebody look up what demisexual means. I mean, it's a thing. I, I guess it's a thing. Shout out to Young Viking says, Coach, what's your prediction on the dating market in 2030? How bad would it be on this scale of 1 to 10 in the Western culture? There won't be any enough. Uh, well, people, there'll be less marriage. There'll be less procreation in terms of the average American. Um, there are going to be more early terminations of pregnancy. They're definitely fighting for that. Relationships are going to be wide open because Generation Z will be a lot more mature by this particular point. 
And so everything's going to, there's not going to be any rules. It's going to be a battle royale. And then by this time, the baby boomers will be almost close to their 80s, late 80s, mid 80s, into the 90s. Generation X will be close to 60. All right. We're talking about 50s and 60s for Generation X. Um, and the divorce rates will skyrocket. Any of the remaining Generation Xs that are married today, many of them will be divorced. I mean, it's going to go through the roof. The great marriages of because Gen X, we haven't hit great marriage status yet. Many of the Gen Xers are 40, 45, uh, 44, 43, all the way up into 55. So we're still young. All right. But uh, once these people, Gen X, start turning 60, 65, 50, 55, the low end, 55, 50, divorces will skyrocket from Gen X. Okay. Be ready. Be ready for that. Gen X hasn't even met their match yet. Oh, and uh, somebody says the Skittle armies be coming up with. Some, oh, yeah, uh, that whole thing is going to be crazy. People are going to be it's going to be nuts. Lee Lay Door says shout out to the coach from Amsterdam. Coach gang or no gang. Yes, sir. Yep. John Lando, I lost seven hundred and forty five thousand dollars during a divorce. My good friend lost one point two million and my cousin in L.A. lost one point one million. This crap is fixed. Marvin Gaye said, marriage is miserable. I don't want to be miserable. Fellas, you are your happiness. If you're lonely, I'm telling you, man, go get some women who do rubbing tugs. Go buy a friend. I don't know what to tell you, but marriage is not your solution. You're going to be more alone in your marriage than you are single right now. More than likely. I'm letting you know right now. And my man, and you're going to lose money. You're basically betting money to keep a friend. <laughs> you're betting money to keep a friend for life. And they see you coming, guys. Pause. They see your dumb ass coming. I hope you know that. I, I'm just letting you not do. If you're lonely, marriage is not going to solve that. You know how many lonely husbands there are? If you think. Your lonely marriage does not solve loneliness. It actually increases loneliness. But Baraka says free agents from Uganda agree with this message. Shout out to my brothers in Uganda. All right. DA, shout out to you, says thank you. Oliver Twisticles, a solution might be to marry a woman whose social life would be decimated if she files for divorce or doesn't do her wifely duties. Her family social circle circle will disown her if she turns her back on her family. What do you think? There's not many more cultures left of that. Um, if you look at what would be the Mormon culture would be the closest representative of that. But they're of the world in the flesh now, many of them. They also have high issues of uh, pornography usage from the males. Um, they do have a high issue. They have high divorce rates in Salt Lake City. Not saying that there's associated with Mormons, but Utah has a high divorce rate. And these people are all under the social pressures of community wards and um, conforming to traditional roles. And they can't make it work. You would have to go Amish would be the next step after that. Okay. Other than that, if you live in a mega city, if you live in a metroplex, if you live in a metropolis, if you live in a democratic state or city. Jehovah's Witness, I guess, would be an option, too. But uh, then you got to 
you got to conform to that lifestyle. And men, you guys want traditional life, but you got to conform to traditional life yourself. All right. You can't be out here doing this stuff that you think you can do. Um, Mike D, morning coach in the gang, Tony Dungy and Ron DeSantis are catching smoke on uh, Twitter, Twitter, all because DeSantis signed into a law pro father legislation in Florida and Dungy tweeted support the slightest move to level the field. People go crazy. Yep, they'll cancel your ass, too. Uh-huh. What a what a world we live in. That was actually somebody else. Oh, Cam Newton. Somebody wanted me to do a video on Cam Newton. Cam Newton said that he wants his wife. This is his own or personal preference, and he can afford to have this preference. He doesn't want a competitive wife. He wants a wife that knows how to cook, clean, and be silent. He can afford a woman like that. Unfortunately, even at his stature, he catches hell for even wanting that preference. And he can have a woman like that. He can buy a woman like that. That's what you're doing when you get married. You buy the woman. All right, so um, he can have that, but he's being criticized for having that take. I mean, why can't I have that? Why do I have to have a masculine, competitive woman that wants to work on her career? So I could focus on my career. Why? I don't want that. I'm not in need of that. But you can be that. You just can't be my wife. You can't, ladies, there's nothing wrong with you being that. You just can't be my wife. That's no problem. We should all agree there. You know you're going long when your headphones go out. But, you know, if you want men to be uh, simps and be controlled and have women run the wear the pants in the family, they celebrate that. There's something wrong with the order of the world here. There's something wrong with the order of the world where men can't get what they actually want and would benefit them. They have to get what they're offered. No, we're not going to give you that. You take this, right? Rico Wilson, coach, your CGA pause moment yesterday made my day, but you're so right about marriage. See my dad and granddad in sexless marriages, sleeping in separate beds, and the woman controlling the relationship for 15-plus years, free agent for life. That's what they do. I mean, guys, I've seen marriages where the dude, I've seen a guy, he built, I think they had seven kids. He built a wonderful, fabulous home by hand. And it was a mansion in Orange County. And his wife was miserable, spiteful, did not respect that man. I mean, and they were both old. They were both in their 70s when I was around them. I think the husband is dead, right? The husband checked the hell out. This woman was, I don't know what this man did. I'm like, what the hell did he do? But she was just angry at him. She wanted to get rid of him. One day he fell off a ladder. And then he was in the hospital. Oh, he fell off the ladder. You know, he liked to climb the ladder and do stuff. And I was sitting there like, I had to stare at her Martin Luther Lee. <laughs> All right, the actual King Smith. Another married female teacher arrested for inappropriate relationships with a student in Arkansas. Give Mrs. Is, do we call her Mrs. Johnson? What was, what was her name? Give her husband the buzzer. Mm. Purple Hayes says, Coach, the hand clap has 
uh, always been disrespectful from back in uh, dueling times. Or he said, sorry, coach, the hand slap. Yeah, I need to get some. <laughs> Has always been disrespectful from back in the dueling times to Will Smith. Uh, give me, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, the Oh, Mrs. Anderson. Yes, not Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Anderson. So the hands, yeah, guys, being slapped in the face by another man is mad disrespectful. KT, we need to show why in the U.S., politically, Democrats are blue pillars and Republicans are red pillars. Uh, <laughs> that could be a whole show. That could be a whole show. Because before, the Democrats were red pillars and the Republicans were blue pill, blue pill at one point. But if you understood the real history of uh, the parties of the Democrat and Republicans, you guys would be appalled. But nobody wants to, they're going to say they switched and all of that stuff. Uh, for the four, wait, for the foremost, is that your name? For the foremost, it's not just women. I just settled with a best friend business partner that sued me to force his settlement after he frauded me. So, yeah, I, I, I admitted that about people, especially they would use the courts to defraud people. Yeah. Uh, when you get sued, guys, I don't know if you know how court works. If I sue you, you have to show up if I serve you of the suit and it is in proper uh, uh, jurisdiction. Sometimes a lawsuit is not even in proper jurisdiction and they have to refile the lawsuit or they don't properly serve you. Um, and they might even carry on with the case until you prove you were not properly served. But if you get sued and they serve you, your ass got to show the hell up and you better show up with a lawyer. Which means you're going to break bread. You don't even know what the lawsuit's about. What the hell? Who the world? You got to show up. You know what I mean? Uh, Noble once says the, the true covenant of God is through segs, not these contracts the government gives you. If that makes sense, help me out, coach. I mean, it is. That is the connection. That's what seals the marriage is through sex. What do they call that? They call it, um, 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 it begins with a C. You something to marriage. Something to marriage. Somebody help me out. You come... I can't even think of it right now. Right now, I'm running out of words. You something the marriage consummate. Thank you. I knew it begins with a C. You consummate the marriage. Let me look this up. Consummate definition. You make a marriage or relationship complete by having sexual intercourse. <laughs> Come on. And this goofball, what happened to my camera? What's going on here? <laughs> I was going to play a video. Constipate. This goofball came in said, you don't need sex in a marriage. I know that had to be a troll. Here's the, they use it as an example. They did not consummate their marriage until months after it took place. Like you literally can't even have a marriage until you consummate it. The marriage is complete by having sexual intercourse. But now you could just remove that from the table. Oh, it ain't important. It's the literally the most important um, point of the marriage. There's no marriage until sex happens. 
So somebody, sex is not important. You got to have the sex to consummate the marriage. The marriage is not complete. So even after the pastor says, I now pronounce you man and wife, it ain't complete until you get in there and you start sticking and, 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 and jabbing. You start sticking and jabbing. But goofballs in the modern society, no, that's not important. Great. Young Viking, you're a true champ, coach. Respect. Shout out to you, free agent for life. Dale Diddy in the Bible, it says, do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time so they so that you may devote yourself to prayer. Do not deprive. But again, there's people here that are claiming to be Christian and they literally duck and dodge all of these. I mean, it's crazy. They cherry pick. BD, the bomb, you supported, but you had a retracted message. All right, Abel returns to Eden. I divorced my wife after 20 years, skirted alimony and didn't have children. I saw the signs and pulled the trigger first, muck for 10 years. Men, marriage is a bright, shining lie. Put the hope crack pipe down. Much love. You got to find out the hard way. Diego LaCosta, how about a Muslim woman? I tend to not talk reckless about Muslim <laughs> or at least try to predict them because uh, the men could be very violent. I don't want to. <laughs> but um, even their culture is changing a bit. They tend to go all out in their defense of anybody or anything. So I tend to want to stay away from things in that religion. They're serious about their religion. <laughs> They're serious. Christians ain't that serious at all. You know, when it comes to religions, uh, Christians, they, they not serious. Muslims, though, they don't play. I'll stay over here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. I'm out on that one. Let's see here. Shout out to, but if we want to talk about women from the region, potentially, but no, nah, I'm not saying nothing specifically about Muslims. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Takeem Hilton says, anyone in the chat know where I can find a good blender? I'm going to start juicing and making smoothies at home. I, I was thinking maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, not bad. Um, I have several blenders myself. Uh, you'll go through variations of blenders that you want, sizes and whatnot. Uh, you also can look at a juicer. Juicers are different than a blender uh, where you can put in bigger stalks of uh, veggies. You might want to look at a juicer, but blenders are good. Uh, sometimes the blender's too big for your need. You're only one person. You don't need a big ass blender or right, you can use one of those bullets. Uh, but sometimes those bullets are ineffective too. Uh, shout out to Freddie Frappuccino. Stay cold, fellas. XXs don't like you like that. Wow. They are codependent at best and parasites at worst. Likes. Yes, they use marriage, guys. Man, I'm telling you, man, you guys won't find out. Shout out to Lamar Smith. Passport bros going to jump on you talking bad about them. Natashka's, he says Romanoffs. Natashka Romanoffs. Oh, no, man, them girls in Ukraine, man, they love you. They love when you come over. And then the brothers be like, they love black men. I I, I just always want to protect men, guys. Um, they want they, They want you to believe that. Just like you want women to believe that you like them so she can park her legs. It's not, this is an argument I can have. I can simply switch it and say, think about how you treat women and they treat you in reverse to get, to get the payoff. 
you treat them well to get sex, not because you really like them. You're just trying to get between their legs sometimes, a lot of times, if not damn near 90% of the time. So you manipulate them. So you don't believe that they're going to manipulate you by, by, by leveraging what you, you know, leveraging things against your ego. They do this all the time. So don't think because you run into a different region of the world that is different. It's only different because of the circumstances they are in. And so when they see a big old fat, juicy old simp from America with his fat wallet open, all right, yeah, they're going to start acting funny. <laughs> yeah, they're going to start mate guarding you. Yeah, they're going to start rubbing up on your leg, all right? Come on, man. Like if my dog was hungry and you was holding a big old uh, beef jerky, I bet you my dog come up in there and sit there and look like uh, puppy dog eyes at your ass. Yeah. You got food. You got something. <laughs> they broke and hungry, and they getting bombed and shelled. All right? They want to go on protection to somewhere to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and you can take them there. Now, when you get them over here, they're going to flip on you. <laughs> all right? Oh, with the exclamation point says, thanks for the knowledge, coach. Appreciate you, sir. Eric says, I work with dozens of women, and coaches' stories happen over and over. Trust me. Stop simping and hoping, go free agent, and make the world a better place. At least if you go free agent, they have to develop a different strategy. But the strategy of the woman now is um, they're basically going to say, well, forget you guys over here. You guys are the hurt and bitter ones. Let me find a simp. Now, just so you know, if she marries a simp, doesn't mean she won. She's going to take a L, but so is the simp. Just because she marries a simp doesn't mean she panned out for her. She's got to live with that simp forever. She's got to live with Boyce Watkins coming in with his heart, his boxers on with the heart shapes on them, coming in with the whipped cream and the strawberry and his glasses all fogged up and his beard not lined up. And then she's got to come in. She's got to come in and fornicate with that guy when she don't want hide no hair of him. She don't want him to, she don't want him to touch her. She want to pat him on the head, all right? But now she got to do her duty, all right? She like, damn. And he's like, wouldn't it be sexy if we fed each other some whipped cream and strawberries? Wouldn't it be sexy if we got a bag of Skittles and, and handed them out to each other and put them in the other's mouths? And here you go right here. And she know what's going to happen. She's like, oh, damn, we got to do the nasty. We got to do the nasty. So she does what? She does their bare minimum. Okay, boys, feed me a strawberry. Oh, strawberries and whipped cream. Oh, rub it on here. Oh, taste it, boys. And then boys rolls over. She knows he's going to give her the five-stroke special. She like, oh, shit, here it comes. Predictably kiss her on the lips a little bit, right here on the neck, right nipple, left nipple, and then he goes to stroking. And then here he goes. All right, hold on, baby. She like, boys, slow down just a little bit. Don't. Don't go too fast. You know, you know, if you start off too fast, you're going to roar. Mm. Now she's standing there with whipped cream on her titty. She got to clean up the whole thing. She got to go get up, get the rag, clean him off, clean herself off, change the damn sheets. She like, she got to do that all the time. 
So just because they got Sims don't mean they won. She got to put all the strawberries away. She got to clean up the kitchen because he done chopped up strawberries, left all the damn ends off. She got to go wipe everything down because he in the bath. He in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, man. She like, damn, I had to do that damn mindfully duty. Oh, God. She feels like she graped him or she feels like he graped her. <laughs> this is what happens when they marry Sims. You think they winning, but this is what they got to do. It's Dave, baby says, for the collection plate. Thank you, coach. Appreciate you, brother. Moose Hefner says a lonely heart is better than a broken heart, fellas. Listen to that. Okay, a lonely heart is better than a broken heart. You're going to get one. All right, you're going to get one. Fitness whenever, wherever. I don't understand the heat behind Cam. He's a traditionalist, and he wants traditional roles. The backlash is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why? I don't understand that. He can get a woman like that. I know a woman that smashed Cam. Wait. Yeah, I know a woman that smashed Cam. All right. She tried to hide it. She used to be like, oh, I remember because Cam was, um, because I think she, did she go to Auburn? I think she was a student at Auburn and she graduated. And um, I think she was a student or her friends or they were supporters of the Auburn football program. I can't remember. But this is when Cam was there and they were going on that magical run. Right. And so um, the girl, I end up training her as a client. And she was like this nondescript, probably pog, what you would call her, but very good girl. She was a good girl. And um, she would be telling me, oh, I know Cam and he's great. She'd be showing me pictures of him. And, um, you know me, I finally literally, I finally literally had to ask her. Because she would be like, oh, I know him. He's this and that. She knew too much personal information. And so I said, now, tell me, did you did you hit Cam? Did Cam smash? And she looked at me. You know how white girls look at you. White girls don't tell you anything. They just get a look. Black girls laugh. I slobbed all over it, you know. <laughs> but she was a thick, plump. I would call her plump. Pleasantly plump. Nice girl, man. Very nice girl. Very traditional. Um. But I was like, you know a little bit too much. And she finally was like, but what she did say was, look, I was one of many. <laughs> she was like, I was one of many. So she knew her role. She knew she wasn't going to get Cam, but she was a fan. But she also was a, um, she also was a, she also was a participant. And this is what guys need to understand about women is that the top-tier guys are always going to get their crack first. The top-tier guys are always going to get their crack first, even on your girl. Yes, your girl, the girl that says she's never going to do that, she don't like those type of guys. Oh, I don't like those type of guys. In the presence of in the presence of the aura of the fantastic guy, I'll just say it like that. They're all going to, not all, they will relent even though they don't understand that that's what they're going to do in the presence of the guy. All right, so let me give you a video on that one. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Steph is cold, I believe, did a video of the woman who looked at Steph Curry. 
Let's see if I can find Steph is Cold video on this one. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Steph is Cold. Hey, don't be talking on my show, Steph is Cold. You ain't get to talk, bro. All right, you can't talk. All right, so uh, fair use. Let me see if I can find that video. It was weeks ago. But there's a, oh, here it is. Oh, it was Ben Simmons. It, was it Ben Simmons? No, 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 no. That wasn't it. There was a video of Steph Curry. And a woman seeing Steph Curry, she's in the audience. Maybe he did this a long time ago. Was that the video? I'm going to see if somebody else has it on YouTube because I can't see it. Woman looking at It wasn't the one that you guys all seen before. Steph Curry. See if I can find it. Ah, this is it. So uh, here it is right here. So when the woman... The, oh damn it has some damn audio on it so let me let me lighten the audio up and then share it on the screen here it is right here so when women women can say when there's long as they're not in the and i don't blame women for this do what you guys want in the presence of 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 the guy who has money fame status whatever many of them will fold even when they don't know they will all right so here's the video here pacers fan was really willing to willing was ready to risk it all for Steph. Sorry, some my my words be running together. All right, here we go. So here's Steph Curry. Here's the woman right here. It's the white woman right here. Look how she's mesmerized. Look at this look, gentlemen. She is locked in to Steph Curry. This is all biological. It's the same as when you see a woman with a huge rack or a nice rear end. Look at that look. That's there's there's one thing going on in this head, bro. Watch this. Look at that. Oh, ooh. and Steph happened to look and look at that little smirk. Now, look at who's next to her. Oh, she looked at her boyfriend to see if he was looking and she looked back. Look at it again. Oh, this is another one. Look at that. Oh, she breathing. She breathing. Oh, she biting her lip. Here it is again. Played in full. Look. See, in the presence, she looked over. In the presence of the man, it's biological. This is what you call her ovaries flipping. Her ovaries are doing backflips. She's thinking, contemplating. What am I doing with this guy? I can have this guy. I'm, I'm close enough. Her husband is right next to her, it looks like. And she's breathing in, she's sighing, she's biting her lip. This is what you guys do. See, you guys want to treat this as a negative. I just realized this is reality. And this is only natural for her to do something like this. So the whole thing about monogamy and faith goes out the window when this man is present. And you don't know who the man is for her. You don't know who the man represents for her. But when that man is present, she has no choice but to have those ovaries do backflips. She's out here contemplating the world. She's like, damn, I'm with this loser. She wetter than the Niagara Falls. She can barely blink. She finally got that close, and she's staring at everything about this guy. She's wishing. She's hoping. And so you never know who the, you never know who the, uh, the man is to that because they never really openly discuss it but they discuss it amongst themselves. And I've been around women enough to know that even if they're in a relationship or marriage, they'll, they'll be that guy. Watch the bite lip. Let's pause it on the, 
look at the sigh. She's imagining being in thro throttled by Steph. Pause. And she's going, wait a minute, I'm married. I can't do this. How dare you? Isn't that crazy? It's crazy to men because we think in our mind they're the moral high ground and they're naturally monogamous. And it's not true. I think women are naturally uh uh polyam they're they're naturally um they're naturally vulnerable to being harems and concubines. <laughs> they're naturally vulnerable to be a part being a part of harems and concubines, but for some reason we've ushered in monogamy and romance and love, which I told you those are new ideas and standards concocted by the elite clergymen, society, communities, religions, cultures, whatever it is. And they ushered this in. And now we believe that we've been conditioned to believe that we're entitled to one mate. This hasn't always been true. There's been more polyamorous, poly, sorry, there's been more polygamous, polygynous, and more harems and concubines than there's ever been monogamous relationships. Mm. <laughs> now, if you want to debate me on that, debate me on that, but we can go all the way back to the Old Testament and start from there. All right, if you want to go back to the Bible, Go ahead and read the whole damn entire whole Old Testament and show me the monogamy. Show me. I bet you don't find them, but I bet you find a bunch of men that were married to a hundred wives and concubines and harems mm. and prostitution. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready, you cherry picking lukewarm Christians. All right. So anyway. All right. Y'all don't want to deal with this real. And then monogamy came in when they ushered in, when they ushered in one man, one woman. All right. Again, the clergy religion ushered it in. And then you got fantasy, faith, and romance, which is all built on fallacy and mystery. All right. Which was ushered in uh, somewhere around the 1700s. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, Bill Stryker. Uh, shout out to traditional marriage is dead. The only thing left is to figure out how best to raise the children. Now that's the that's the rough part. That's the rough part. We're we're really gonna damage the children because then you know we don't have anybody raising them. We we let the public school indoctrination can't raise them in the state raising them. Shout out to relevant music. Spoke to a 304 co-worker I smashed years ago, and she's getting married today. Told her marriage is a sexless trap, and she agreed. She said the sex has been stopped. And that the poor guy still wants to marry me. Wow. Wow. So this guy is marrying her and the sex is already done. Hope strategy, guys. Wow. And she's going to let him marry her. She knows she's going to divorce him. Younger retired, no cap. Uh, pursuit of slappiness starring Will Smith coming soon. All right. And that lawsuit coming soon, too. We're going to close. Here we go. Zero fallout. Haven't donated in a while. Here's some shekels for the great show. Appreciate you. Zero. Nate Bit. Breaking the hymen is supposed to be the blood that seals the covenant of marriage. That's why we're supposed to marry virgins. No blood, no covenant. Interesting there. But I'm sure that is actually true according to the laws. Bubba T. After scoring... Uh, 10,000 points on the ring game. I thought she'd be happy. I'm not happy. Now she's on her 18th load of laundry and I'm on my way to the Jack Shack for the afternoon roar. Can I get a Kaylee? I hope she's here. CGA is the truth. 
No lie. We don't sugarcoat anything over here. And if you're in your feelings, that's your bad. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. Kaylee. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. A&A Radio, she says, laughing my ass off. You got me crying talking about boys because you can picture it. All right, you can picture it. Raul says, hit me with my cousin Francisco. Tu eres como el agua clara que cielo de cielo. Sorry about my Spanish, brothers. Uh, all I know is arroz con pollo, como esta muy bien in here. Y tú? And como esta ustedes in here? Shout out to Francisco. Where are we at here, uh, Francisco? And of course, that's meant as a skit, right? But uh, men, we find when men are hurt, we find humor and men's pain, unfortunately. Uh, DG Seymour in the building. Appreciate you, man. Jason Ellie, coach IG, took down Uncle Earl's post for violations. They're getting mad because we're all saying, I got money. And that goes back to Brie Fultz Law. So Briefold's law, oftentimes women are saying you got to be, you basically got to follow their rules of the law. And if you go try to, uh, uh, if you try to supersede their rules of law, then they will punish you. So men are finding a way around it and they're going to the junior college and they're finding a way around marriage and they're doing free agent lifestyle. They're going monk and MGTOW. They're taking the red pill. And so now this is all a violation of their, their Briefold's law. Uh, women want it this way. You're going to get it this way. And if you don't do it that way, they make they put you in violation. All right, it's plainly simple. Unfortunately, men can't stand on their own on this one, and lonely ass dudes continue to put us in uh, prison under this. Sheldon Ross, LOL. I'm here wondering if that's grounds for a breakup. I couldn't imagine my girl looking at another guy uh, like that while next to me. Well, could you look at another woman like that? I like to play devil's advocate. Are you allowed to look, look at another one? Like if the cheerleading group came in there, start shaking their titties in front of you, what would you do? You're probably going to look at them, right? So um, is that grounds for breakup? It is if you are the one supporting that and you say, hey, I don't want you doing that. But I know, I know women. If they don't do it around you, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Um, they're going to do it when you're not around. All right. So this is just nature. It's nature. And I accept it for what it is. This is why I'm saying I'm open. I don't belong to you. You don't belong to me. I don't own you. I don't, uh, you don't own me. I basically just settled for this because all women are susceptible to this. But I would say if I, if I brought the front row tickets, you better not be looking at any man like that, but I can't control the woman. So I'm not going to buy her ass no front row tickets, <laughs> right? How about that? I'm not going to, I'm not going to take her to where there's men running around sweating with big muscles, doing push-ups. Right. You took her right there. You took her ass to the go to the front row. When was the last time she took you to the ESPN cheering uh, competition at Disneyland? Hey, ladies, ladies, start taking me to front row seats when they throw in cheerleaders in the air. 
All right, I want to go to that competition. You kind of don't. Let me just tell you, as a man, you don't. It's not a place you want to be around. You think you want to be around there, but you don't. All right, you just want to get, you want to be far removed from all the drama and the tears that's about to ensue. All right, however, women rarely take you to a place where titties and ass is going to be shaking. All right, but you always take women to the front 50-yard line at the football right there behind the damn bench. You take them to the front row seat of the Lakers game. You guys take them to where dudes are going to snatch your girl up. You guys take them to, uh, you guys take them to nightclubs. Yeah, take me to the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour where them girls was walking around in bikinis. Take me up in their front row seat, but they never take you, do they? Because they're smarter than you. They're never going to take you right to where the good the dudes are. <laughs> you guys take them to the Magic Mike show. I bet you you'll like this, honey. And they shaking Johnson all up in your, in your girl's face. You take them to the dancing bear party. You take them to concerts where the dude up there and the women throwing panties on the stage. And she's like, this is my favorite artist. And you take them there. You dumb. You guys are dumb. <laughs> you guys are dumb. Does she take you to the girl shaking her ass concert? Nope. She don't. She never take you to the girl that's shaking their ass, ooh, jiggling and wiggling and twerking. She's never going to take you. She take you to Celine Dion standing up there like a toothpick. All right. <laughs> she ain't moved, hide no hair. All right. Anyway, I'm teaching y'all games. Somebody says, damn, I never thought about this. This is this part of the game is crucial. I'll tell you stuff that these game pick up artists and these wannabe Mac and players will never tell you. And they never show you any long-term results. So I should always question anything they talk about. Anybody that I got to flip through women like a damn Rolodex to telling me they got a weakness. All right. So anyway, um, uh, stick around for just a little bit. I'm going to play this video of uh, Dr. John and then we'll play it because I got to get to my doctor's appointment. All right. I got a couple videos I want to play here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wife wants a divorce. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I pay. I pay my girlfriend's expenses for two years. Now I can't afford the wedding, or I resent being a stay-at-home mom. Blah blah blah. We got too many damn examples here. Let me see here. What are we gonna go with? There's too many good ones. My wife wants a divorce. I didn't see it coming. Sponsored by Dave Ramsey, John Deloney. Uh, I'm paid. I've paid. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been paying my ex-girl, my girlfriend's expenses for two years. Now I can't afford the wedding. How about that one? Or I resent being the stay-at-home mom. Which one do we want? Either one of these is a good one, but I only can play the audio here. So I gotta I gotta pull up the audio. Audio two. The two is audio. I got a brother in his name's Gizmo. Let's see here. I resent. I resent being a stay-at-home mom. Okay, so we'll do that one. I resent being a stay-at-home mom. So this is a bait-and-switch tactic. Let's hear what she has to say. Being a stay-at-home. This is what I said, stay-at-home. Here we go right here. John Delone. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Okay. Uh, fair use, yeah, 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 and all that. Let's talk to Rosie in Coeur d'Alene. What's up, Rosie? By the, way, by the way, we have to play the audio only. We can't play the video because, you know. Hey. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. You are on the show. 
All right. All right. So what's up? How can I help? So um, my husband and I decided to uh, that I should stay home with our five-year-old. And I've been doing that since June. And All right. Already she stayed at they, she, a five-year-old. She stay-at-home mom the entire time. Remember, I told you this is part of the bait and switch. She agreed to the rules. Now she's going to flip and say she want to go back and work. So I can focus on my career. That wasn't the agreement. I feel like I feel. suck at it. Like, I feel like a failure. And that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> well, thanks for that softball. Appreciate that, Rosie. <laughs> so why did y'all, y'all, the way you announced that, the way you told me that, was that your husband yeah. wanted you to stay at home and y'all. That's false. John, Dr. John, that's false. She said my husband and I decided. And then he pretty much took her out of it and says my husband decided. No, she said my husband and I. Continuing. Talked about it and now you're staying at home. Am I wrong there? Yes. Um, no, we decided together. See? Whose idea was so, it? Oh, I, I think it was mine. Oh, Dr. John, this is deceptive, bro. He literally trying to wiggle her out of this. This is why you don't go to marriage counseling or any of these people. He tried to give her an out by saying the husband pressured her. And then, no, no, she went back three times to correct the dude. No, I said we. Nope, nope, that's not true. And then, no, I decided. Hold on for a second. Let's do it again. Yeah. Talked about it, and now you're staying at home. Am I wrong there? Um, no, we decided together. Whose idea was so, it? I, I think it was my idea. Okay, all right. The way you presented that sounded I like... I usually have the ideas. <laughs> yes, okay. So, um, why did you want to stay home? Um, well... This is your wives, guys. Um, well, uh, should be pretty clear. You decided. Stay home because um, I used to be able to take my son to work with me mm -hmm. uh, when I worked in childcare, and when that business was closing, um, there just didn't seem like. Being in the business, we knew that there was no one that we would trust with our son. Okay. Yes. So, so you don't um, trust anybody with your son, and so you want to stay at home and be with him. Do you like being around him? Yeah, mostly. Okay. <laughs> so here it is. The mother's kind of admitting I don't like being around my kids or at least being around my kids this much. And just to tell you, being around kids is not easy. All right. It's not the hardest job in America, but it ain't easy. Um, it's not all rosy and fantasy like people. Oh, I'm going to have my baby. And my kids are going to love me and they're going to listen and be polite. No, especially if you're a weak parent, your kids going to be out of control. All right. And so here's the death spiral. I just hear professional woman after professional woman after young mother get involved in. There is no way to win. And if you're at work, you should be at home. Oh my gosh, you just work and leave your kid with somebody all day. And then if you're at home, it is, I don't like my kid all the time. And as soon as I have that thought, like, oh my gosh, you wipe your own butt crack. 
then I feel guilty that I even said that because this is my baby and I'm a terrible mom. Or this dude's an advocate, man. This dude's an advocate. He he's an enabler. So he likes to put words in people's mouth as a therapist would. Well, let me explain this, what this means. No, no, no. I can explain what it means. She thought this was going to be a fantasy and now reality hit. And now it's probably affecting your marriage. And now you want to switch it up and you know, it's going to affect your marriage and throw things into chaos. And it's going to, and, and now we're screwed. And now she's at the point of no return. It's love wiping butt cracks all day. People are like, are you serious? You just stayed home. Like what else? What are you contributing? Like your husband just earns all the, like, seriously, you're not, there's this never ending cycle of guilt. Do you experience any of that? You see, you see that right there? Do, do you experience any of that? He put all of these damn bailouts right in front of her ass. He tried to give her the feminist look, the anti-feminist look. He tried to give her the bailout. He enabled her. He, bruh, do you feel that way? She didn't say any of this. This girl can't even put two thoughts together. She can't even put, why did you want to be a stay-at-home mom? She, ooh, all right, it's, this is sickening. But this is what we do as society. We, we give kids uh, who F up in life or mess up, and then we give them an out by enabling them. Well, maybe you have mental health disorder. Maybe you need to see a counselor or a therapist. Maybe you have depression. Maybe your divorce impacted your life. Maybe your, no, maybe he effed up. And he needs to be punished or she needs to be punished. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're doing stuff that they need to get their head out of their rear end. Maybe they're 26 and you're treating them like they're 12. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the enabler. All right. But anyway, you're afraid to hold people accountable. And this is how far we go anyway. Um, not really that. Mostly like. Um, I thought that I. I think I should be doing better at um, keeping the house clean. Like, it's just always a mess. And it seems like if I'm home all day, it should be clean. Like, that was my. I mean, it's pretty clear. He's, he's trying to overcomplicate it. And she just wants to raise her kid and clean the damn house. All right. That's pretty clear. And she's failing at it because she's inadequate. Expectation was so you know, when I was working 12 hours a day, it was like I have no time to clean the house. Whose story is now that? that? I'm home all day. You is it your story or your husband's story? You see that? Do you see this? Unbelievable. Did you hear that? She said she feels inadequate about her ability to raise her kid and keep the house clean. And he immediately does what? Wow. Wow. Guys, this is what you got up, man. This is what counsel, this is what marriage counseling looks like right here. Fine. Okay, then so I'm just gonna ask you a simple question. So then why don't you clean the house? <laughs> um I don't know. Like sometimes it seems like <sighs> imagine this is your wife. Imagine this is your wife. And you try to have a rational conversation with her. She's obviously in distress. She needs help. She doesn't know how to identify the help. She doesn't know how to express it through words. Typically, when you argue with women, they don't prepare themselves. Men prepare themselves and they arm themselves with evidence and ammunition, understanding about the subject and knowledge. They don't just talk off their cuff. Women don't do that. They speak from the emotions. So they're ill-prepared, despite the fact that her 
she called into the show. And she's this ill-prepared to express herself. Yeah, she's lazy. This is what's the problem. <laughs> this is what's the problem. I swear to God, man. I swear. Sometimes it seems like we run out of time. Like, we're not just home all day. Like, we, we go places. And then by the time we get home, it's like time to eat dinner. And then after all that stuff is done and bedtime, then it's just, I don't know, I get tired. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I ask myself is like, why am I not getting this done? Like, I should be able to do it. Have you made a, oh, there's so much here. Why don't he call it what it is? She got enough information. Are you on drugs? Are you an alcoholic? Do you sit and play Candy Crush all night? What are you doing with your time? Do you manage your time? This is simple. But no, he's trying to dig and dig and dig and give her an out. Okay? Crazy. Crazy. But people, this is your marriage therapist right here, bro. You're living in some pretty hard pictures that you've created for yourself. You've drew, drawn for yourself. You have a picture of what stay-at-home motherhood should look like and your picture isn't real yeah. it, it, it seems a, like good for the people i know in their curated social media worlds or you know, they, like i go to their house and it's clean <laughs> well maybe and yeah there's there's two and one is you've created a myth you are not them you are you and you're trying to live yeah. their story and you need to be to articulate what is your story and number two there is some discipline involved here okay yeah when you were going to work and you were tired you still had to show up you still had to do things at your job you didn't want to do or you were tired of doing but that was your job and you were on the clock and so there is seasons i guess for every stay-at-home parent like forever is yeah i am exhausted and i got to do laundry again and it just what, what does that sound like? I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. This is awful. This is awful. I would tell her you're failing at your job that you nominated. Your, you, you wanted this job. You're failing. You're failing your husband. You're failing your family. It's simple. But he's digging and digging around. This is crazy. Oh, and uh, grandmothers are rolling over in their grave right now listening to this. She got one kid. And she can't hold it together. Stops. And oh, good. There's more dishes in this. They keep coming. And they grow in this sink, right? It just never stops. And there's that part, too, where you just have to do things that you don't want to do or you're tired of doing. Woo! Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen. I'm telling you guys, this is what you got to look forward to. This is what you got to look forward to, not only from her, but the rest of society, the court of public opinion, everybody on Facebook. Don't worry, honey. You're a good mother. Don't worry. You're a good wife. Uh, you just don't have to give them sex. Don't worry about washing the dishes. I don't wash my dishes either. Don't worry about that, despite the fact they got dishwashers, washers, dryers, washers and dryers with bells and whistles. Uh, Jesus, it couldn't be any easier. I literally do all of this for my house, although I'm going to hire a domestic engineer at some point because I'm tired of doing it myself. But I'm tired of being Superman around here. I make this look easy. But come on, man. These people are making people slackers. You know what I mean? They're making people feel good about being failures. This is what we do. We don't hold them accountable. But again, if this is your wife, this is what's going to happen. Okay? And uh, you're going to have nobody to feel your pain when you want her to simply look, man. You did. You asked for this. 
Now what? Well, now I want to try out a career and I want to go back to school and get a master's degree in psychology. Are you afraid? Wait, this one. So I can focus on my now he's gonna have to now he's gonna have to pay for her psychology degree. It goes nowhere. Now she's gotta find herself in the midst of a marriage. How many men have been married and had to go through that? You had to go through a period of your wife finding herself in the midst of your marriage, and it cost you thousands of dollars. All right, let's get ready to get up out of here. We got uh, a couple more super chats. Uh, Eric Powell, European royal royalty, would have their chamber maids jerk off the royal teenage boys to help them fall asleep. Lord, boy, have times have changed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going back to those days. People think I want to go back to the 1950s. I'm going back to the 1700s. <laughs> All right, good Lord. I, I kind of like that here. But I don't know if you guys know, uh, this is done on the sneak in the slide. Now, uh, people who participate in cultures that have kids come of age, if you know what I mean, sometimes they'll have those kids come of age by being with a, an adult woman. All right, go ahead and look it up. Don't hold me to this. It's kind of on the slide. They don't do it as much anymore. But there was a time when men came of age at a certain age and they were given a woman as a gift to lose for his pleasure to bring him and mark his adulthood. Okay. Anyway. All right. It is what it is. Don't be mad at me. All right. Shout out to. And this is recent history, by the way. Recent Angel Martinez, coach, there's a trend at work. Many female co-workers, 25 to 29, are dating 22 to 24-year-old guys, but always complaining that the guys are broke. I asked why they date young men, and they said they're easier to manipulate. Hold the line. I hear it all the time. I have a woman that always tells me, uh, I have this guy. I think I have him right where I want him. I'm still training him. But you simps, oh, he, he loves me. Harold Legermy, that video was the last draw. I'm unsubscribing from the Ramsey channel, all right? They, they're blue pill conditioners. So, look, I got to get out of here. Shout out to the coach gang. We almost went three hours again. I got to work on that. Early stream today because I got to be at an event, events all this week during the evening. So, I'm going to do an hour in the evening again. Shout out to the contributors. Appreciate y'all for being here. Check out the, um, the merch. Link is in the description box below. Peace.